bring a nudge behind the men, and they didn't get the block, but Ferry fields it at the 34. 35, 40, it's a block, 45, midfield, he's got the groove, oh, he's got it on the 30, the 20, the 10, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, go flag it on the field, and Ferry brings it all the way. The crowd is filling in, the cheerleaders are stretching, the band is tuning up, and the popcorn is popping. The coaches and players are preparing for the task at hand. Emotions are reaching a fever pitch as one team will celebrate the thrill of victory while the other will feel the painful sting of defeat. Sportsnet Michigan and Z92.5 are proud to present the Castle Game of the Week. Kickoff is right around the corner, so let's go to the press box. Here's the Z92.5 Sports Guy, Ted Fattel. Well, hello again, everyone. You are listening in live tonight from Red Wing Field in St. John's, Michigan, as the Wings will take on first-time opponent, the Detroit Community Hurricanes, in a Week 8 MHSAA battle. We're coming to you coast-to-coast, live on Z92.5, Z92.5.com, TuneIn Radio, and 3-Point Podcast at 3-Point Pod right here on the Sportsnet Michigan Radio Network. The opening kickoff and start of tonight's game is right around the corner. But first, take a close listen to Bart Matthews and our starting lineup of Z92.5 team members. Well, thank you very much, Ted. And a big thanks going out to our sponsors. I'm talking about Alderman's and Lennon, Allaby and Brubaker Insurance, Appleby Oil and Propane, Beck's Trailer Superstore and Service Center, CLH Insurance, Fast Eddie's, Ferrell's Tree Trimming and Removal, Gilbert's Hardware and Appliance, Graham's Accounting, Hub Tire Center, KP Auto Body, McKenzie and Crosby, Memorial Healthcare, Mercantile Bank, Mid-State Sales and Service, Mid-City Excavating, Oaks Fisher Insurance, Postal Connections, Signature Ford, Fort Scene, Sportsnet Michigan, Young Buick GMC, and Young Chevrolet Cadillac. Well, it's an absolutely spectacular evening here this uh, end of October for high school football. You couldn't ask for better climate, better condition, and a first-time opponent for the Red Wings. We're going to be interested to see what this Detroit community squad brings up here tonight. Oh, absolutely, and I know that uh, they, they, they took on a uh, pretty tough team, the Sacks of Flynn Hamity last week. Yeah, I think Flynn Hamity only had one loss on the season, and uh, they picked up the W last 36-12. to 12. So uh, Detroit Community falls to 5-2 and two on the season, but they're undefeated in their league. They're in the Michigan Metro Red down in that Detroit area. They finished 3-0 and in that league. I mean, it's it's real hard to keep up to date on all the different schools in Detroit. Yeah. You know, tried to get some, uh, some game stats from that game last week. Couldn't find really anything on MLive other than the final score. So it's a, it's a new opponent for St. John's, new opponent for us. Yeah, don't really know much about the school. Don't really know much about the team, but uh, we're ready for it. We got rosters. I like their name, too, the Hurricanes. The man. Hurricanes. That's, that's, a, that's a solid yeah. nickname. And we want to, again, in today's day and age, yeah. remind you of the U? <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. But in today's day and age of Internet broadcasting, uh, we're certainly glad to uh, have maybe a few new fans down in the Motor City tuned into this one tonight. I mean, they've got, let me count them up, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven fans in the visiting side of the bleachers here tonight. Well, they're not traveling all that well, but no. uh, I heard there was uh, quite the... Uh Quite the traffic on 696. Ah, so, so it probably some of them do with it. Yeah, they're on their way. Well, I'll tell you one thing. We had a huge crowd here on the home side. A lot of pink jerseys here honoring 
Breast, Breast Cancer Awareness Month. It's senior night here, and Andy Schmidt will have his Red Wings ready to go. Why don't we, before we go to the studios, tell our listeners about a few things we got going on here. Well, of course, Ted, tonight's the drive of the game, and, and that's going to be brought to you by Young Chevrolet Cadillac Buick GMC on M21 in Owasso, saluting all mid-Michigan athletes. Drive on in or go online at youngautosales.com and the player of the game, of course. Well, with that, let's just send things back to the studios and we'll be back and uh, do some more spots here and some more pregame. Are you ready for some football? Check out the newest edition of High School Sports Scene. You'll find photos and stories on local teams and student athletes. Grab a copy at your favorite high school or on the newsstands today. For schedules, previews, feature stories, and more, pick up our latest issue or check us out at highschoolsportscene.com. Z92.5 The Castle is a proud supporter of high school sports and sports scene. Sometimes your vehicle can be exhausting, and I mean literally. Hi, I'm Jackie Meadows from Hub Tire Center in St. John's. And while our name is Hub Tire, we handle so much more, like your exhaust system. It's important to have your exhaust system checked each year and watch for signs of problems like noise, bangs, and an exhaust pipe that's dangling. It's not supposed to do that. We provide exhaust system examination as well as muffler repair, so you won't be exhausted by the problems that could arise if you let it go. Hub Tire has been taking care of your automotive needs for over 55 years, priding ourselves on honesty, reliability, and integrity. Call us today at 989-224-3218, visit us on the web at hubtires.com, or stop in Monday through Friday from 8 to 530. We're located on Business 27, just north of M21 in St. John's. And now, all the music I want to hear. The station serving Morris, Lennon, St. John's, Westphalia, Chesney, Lanesburg, St. Louis, and a little bitty piece of Lansing. WJSC, Ashley Owasso. It's awesome. Yeah. C925, The Castle. And be listening for the player of the game tonight, brought to you by Three Point Podcast. Three guys, three generations, three hot takes. Listen to the show immediately following tonight's game. And your number one Red Wings fans, Auto Owners Insurance and Alibi and Brubaker Insurance Agency, they're a winning combination. And they'll work with you to insure your home, auto, business, and life to keep everything you value safe, sound, secure. Auto Owners Insurance, the no-problem people. Visit them in St. John's and East Lansing or online at abins.com. Alibi and Brubaker Insurance, your local independent auto owner's agent and a proud supporter of high school sports on Z92.5, the castle. Well, St. John's, they're in a kind of a must-win situation coming in tonight at 4-3 and three on the season. Got to win their last couple of games. They have this one, and they have Alpina next week up north. Uh, suffered a real tough, heartbreaking loss last week to Fowlerville, 21-20. to The wet, rainy night was a big factor in the outcome. The Red Wings scored a TD with two and a half minutes remaining. The ensuing snap was mishandled, and the Glads ran out the clock to improve to 6-1, and one, and they clinched their first playoff appearance since 2016. Brock Miller had a huge night, finished just under 200 yards in a TD, 
Jamin Medlock, also a nice night, 86 yards, and the other two touchdowns for the Red Wings. So we'll see how fired up they are here tonight and a little bit away from the norm. They won the toss, elected to receive. So St. John's will start Kane Larrison and Sam Hallett at the uh, tackle positions. Hallett, a 305-pound senior. The guards are Brad Burnish and Colby Munger. C.J. Crum will snap the ball. One wide receiver getting the start tonight, Demarcus Washington, 175-pound, six-foot-three player. He's a senior. And on the other side, sophomore Adam Wazak. The quarterback, Luke Kudwa, the 5'10", 150-pound senior. And in the backfield, Brock Miller, Jamin Medlock, and Keegan Kinney get in the start. St. John's will receive to our right. That is the south end zone here. They're wearing the solid black uniforms, black numbers, and black helmets. But not for long. Not for long. Warren <laughs> that as we go along. My op-ed got an answer. You the man. It'll be Detroit kicking it off. They're wearing the white jerseys, black pants, and red helmets. They'll defend the North goal here. An absolute perfect fall evening. The colors in the trees have turned perfectly. It's a great weekend for a little fall color tour. If you're into that kind of stuff, I'm into... A whiteout at Penn State tomorrow night. Yeah. Michigan and Penn State. I am so excited for that. I just, you know, it's been a disappointing season for the Wolverines, but uh, I just got a hunch they're going to show up tomorrow. Yeah, they always seem to against Penn State. And, of course, Michigan State, all the all the bedlam that's going on turmoil. with that program. Oh, turmoil, that's a perfect wow. word. Yeah, I mean, you know, things started out with... Uh, Maybe some bad news about D'Antonio's program. Now we got this transfer portal that uh, seems like <laughs> players are jumping on it left and right. A tight Is that end like today. The transporter room in Star Trek or something. <laughs> Here's the kickoff fielded by St. John's. That's oh. Aiden Maurer with the return brings it up to the 28 and is just popped by number 24 there for the Hurricanes, Trevante Purifoy. The football name right there. Love that. Pure boy, Dave former Pure Lion. Boy, yeah. Yeah. Pretty good player, too. Yes, he was. I don't know if there's any relation or not. So it'll be first and ten. St. John's just underway here from Red Wing Field. Well, they don't give weights. Weights or years. But uh, a couple big boys what do you up think, there. What do you think 56 is going at? He's going at least 320. Oh. He's at the nose. Well, he's going to wear down that center here on the on tonight, but the center did a good job yes, there. Did. Crump good surge. knocked him back. The run up the middle to 40. Midfield, the running back brings it all the way upfield. There should be a flag there, a pretty late hit. That was Brock Miller on a nice run, following his center in his big block. In on that tackle, Malik Smith. Yeah, you want to talk about that battle between C.J. Crum and Kyler King, and uh, Crum definitely won it on that one. Huge hole opened up for Brock Miller right there. Yep. So that put 35-yard gain. Nice gain, and the Red Wings take it down to the 35-yard line of Detroit community. As I mentioned, they play out of uh, the Detroit Metro Red. Here's the dive up the middle to about the 30-yard line. Ball carrier gets about five. That was Brock Miller again on the carry. Malik Brown again in on that hit. Also helping out was Trajean Williams. They start Janelyn Thornton up front with Willie Rush, Kyler King, and Damone Turner. Also, Jamone Avery and Trell Starks. Six-man front, Jamario Jones and Trajean Williams, the linebackers. It's back to pass now. 
Kudwa finds a man on the right side, a tight end. He's still on his feet, puts the head down, and dives up to the pylon. It's going to be just shy of the end zone. Adam Wazek with the reception. Nice little run down that far sideline. Malik Brown, Tyrion Ayers, and Durante Brown round out the secondary there for Detroit Community. But right now, they're in a little bit of trouble. Well, that play right there, I mean, you saw a severe limitation of that six-man front as uh, Wazak was able to get open real easy. And once he caught the ball, not a whole lot of people to chase him down. Yeah, going to be a little weakness there. That's why a little bit uh, out of the norm, Andy Schmidt goes to the air early on on the first drive. Kudwa put it right on the money, but uh, Wazek was right at, wide open. They marked him down at the five. Man in motion away from us. He gets the handoff. That's uh, Brock Miller on the try. Maybe scooted up to about the four-yard line. Damon Turner, number 99, the first one there. Also number 52 is in on that hit. Jamario Jones. Kyler King is the, the young man there at the nose. And, yeah, he is... He is stout. I mean, he's built like a like a wide uh, fire hydrant. I yes, would say. Yes, he is. <laughs> That'll be an interesting battle to watch all night long here. Single back, wing to the right. That single back gets it. Jamin Medlock gets to maybe the three. Runs right into Kyler King and also Damone Turner, big number 99. So the goal line defense works a little bit better inside your five. Yeah, typically, yes. Yes. Of course, the Red Wings haven't tried to go outside yet. Let's see if they do here. Maybe an RPO. Third and goal. Ball at the three-yard line. St. John's with it on their initial drive. Red Wings will keep Medlock in the backfield behind Kudua, who comes up under center. A man comes from the left slot, comes back this way, gets the handoff and into the end zone. Touchdown, St. John's. Yeah, just a huge hole opened up right there by Burnash and Larison. That was a three-yard run on the sweep there by Brock Miller. And the Red Wings on the board first. Yeah, big hole opened up for Miller right there. Walked in untouched from three yards out. Into attempt, into attempt the kick will be Blake Munger. Boy, he's got a leg on him, too. I saw him in pregame warm-ups yeah. kicking him from 50 yards out pretty easily on the distance. Looks like Kudwa kneeling down at the 10, puts the ball down, kick is up, and it is good. So St. John's jumps out to an early 7-0 lead here on Z92.5, the castle. Hub Tire's there for you with the best service for all your tire and suspension needs. They've been taking care of your automotive needs for decades, priding themselves on honesty and the best service around. Hub Tire can handle anything from a Chevy Cobalt to a motorhome, including semis and farm service. Open weekdays 8 to 5, Saturday 8 to 11.30. Call 989-224-3218. Stop in on Business 27 north of M21 in St. John's or visit hubtires.com. What if everyone cared like family? At Memorial Healthcare, they understand the power of compassion and are committed to being there for your family. That's why they have a location right around the corner. With excellent providers you can trust, people who know you as neighbors, because this is more than helping patients. This is family. With 26 satellite offices located throughout Shiawassee County and several surrounding counties, including Saginaw, Clinton, Ingham, and Genesee, you can find a provider that's right for you and your family by visiting memorialhealthcare.org. 
Well, Dariante Brown and Malik Brown both deep here for Detroit Community. They're standing on their own 20. I believe Munger can blast it over their head. Yeah, they are playing a little too close up. Yeah, I haven't seen a, a team play that close up in a while. Let's see if they back up at all. They're both at the 20. Munger the approach. Here's the kick. High end over ender. Goes back to the five-yard line where it's fielded. Malik Brown brings it up maybe to the 15-yard line, so that's where the Hurricanes will have it. So they'll start at one tackle. Jamie Morton on the other side, Demory Turner. Guards are Jamario Jones and D'Artagnan Webster. I love that first name. Yeah, all for one. All for one, baby. Lee Williams will snap the ball. Lavinia Spivey will be one wide receiver along with Antoine Smith. In the backfield, the running backs will be Dariante Brown and Dean Bridges. Malik Brown will be the slot back. I think I have it listed as Smith there, Bart, but change it to Brown. That's what it oh, says okay. on the roster. And Ben Johnson will be the quarterback. Again, no heights or weights or years listed. Now they go with four wideouts over here, one on the other side. It's going to be a wide-open look here for the Hurricanes. Johnson back to throw, throws one downfield. little contact, a little incidental, no flag. So he went away from the power. Incomplete. Yeah, and you wonder what Dell Humphrey saw in that one to call that. Yeah, I don't know. Might be uh, might be something that St. John's is going to have to adjust to. A little interesting spread they yeah. have here with the diamond formation with four wideouts over on this side yeah. of the field lined up in a diamond. They had a wideout on the other side. Empty backfield for the quarterback, Ben Johnson. I give you They're a lot of opportunities for bubble screens and maybe even a sucker screen. You just Dad. never know, man. <laughs> like Trey Jean Williams will line up on the far side. Four wideouts over here this way. Second and 10 from their own 15-yard line. Detroit with the ball. Man goes in motion. Brown, or the quarterback, oh, Johnson, man. tries to run it on a draw, and he is planted to the turf. Aiden Wazik, the big six foot four, 235-pound sophomore there, first for the Red Wings. And untouched. I mean, there's a holding call against Detroit Community, but it yep. definitely wasn't against Wazik. No, that'll be declined where the ball's at the 12 right now, so it'll be third down now coming up for the Hurricanes. So they'll move it back. Third down in about uh, 13 yards to go. Detroit Community will send three wideouts on the far side. Going left to right as we're looking at it. Now they'll shift a man back to protect Ben Johnson, the quarterback. That's Trey Jean Williams. Johnson takes the snap out of the shotgun. Throws a pass up on the left flat. It's caught. Malik Brown has it. Still on his feet, but he's going to be short of the first down by about four yards. Aiden Conville, Conville there on the hip. Also, Jimenez in on that hackle, tackle. And Gal. Fourth down and about four. Coming up here for Detroit Community. 7-0 St. John's on top. 8.40 to go here in the first quarter. St. John's will end the season next week up at Alpena, and Detroit Community will take on Mount Clemens in week number nine. Can you believe it's week eight here tonight? Week nine coming up. Of course, we'll have Corona at Ovid Elsie, a renewal of that big-time rivalry. Can't wait to, to broadcast that one. 
<laughs> First time they've played in, what, 10, 15 years? Something like that. Yeah, well, I don't, it probably has been a long time. I don't know nah. if it's been that long or not. Well, I mean, probably. I don't. I don't think they've played since the old uh, Mid Michigan Conference yeah, broke up. Yeah, you're probably right. You know, time does fly. So we do have a Detroit community timeout. Clock stopped. Eight ten to go here in the first. Seven nothing, St. John's. Appleby Oil and Propane has been your local choice for fuel service needs since 1975, and they're proud to serve Shiawassee, Clinton, and Saginaw counties with excellent customer service and over 25 years experience in the petroleum industry. They carry a full range of farm fuels, soy diesels, premium diesel fuel, NL gas, and 90-octane recreational gas. Excellent for chainsaws, lawnmowers, and all small engines. Shop local with a name you know and trust for fuel online at applebeoil.com. Hey, have you gotten to a point to where uh, at some high school game that an official has finally had enough from coaches, players, and adults, pulls off the whistle and offers, to it, offers it to you? Well, let's hope not. There's no way you could do a better job. It's on everyone to promote good sportsmanship. So before you blurt something out about the next close call, consider this. Without the officials, nobody wins. Fourth and four, they punt the ball. St. John's blocks it at the line of scrimmage. And it'll be the Red Wings in great shape here at right around the 15. Adam Wozik shot through the gap. It was a little bit of a high snap, but fielded. But it took a while to get back to the punter. Deriante Brown, and now it's turned over, and St. John's looking to knock it in that north goal again. Yeah, you look at a couple of big miscues from the Hurricanes here. Uh, not going back far enough to field that kick, having to go back and field that left them with some pretty bad field position, that holding penalty, and now this blocked kick by St. John's, and all of a sudden the Red Wings are storming in from 15 yards out. Yeah. So single back. Kudwa under center now, double tight ends. They'll have a slot man coming back this way. He gets the carry. That's Jamin Medlock. Takes it from the 15 into the end zone. Touchdown, St. John's. A 15-yard TD. Jamin Medlock. And Medlock did not get touched till he was about the, the two-yard line. Another huge hole opened up by Burnash and Larrison. Sounds like a law firm. <laughs> it does. So St. John's on top now, 13 to nothing. Detroit Community coming off that loss to Hamity last week. Uh, got their hands full against this Red Wing team trying to fight for a playoff appearance. Four and three coming in. A good snap. The ball's put down. The kick is up by Blake Munger, and it is good. So the Red Wings take a 14 nothing lead here on the Castle. 7.56 to go here in the first. William Graham Tax and Accounting in Corona has been servicing mid-Michigan since 1985. Professional tax and bookkeeping services for individuals, corporations, the self-employed, and partnerships. Conveniently located on Bacchus Street in Corona, a couple of blocks from McCurdy Park. If you have questions, contact the experienced staff and schedule your free consultation. For more details on William Graham Tax and Accounting, stop by, give them a call, or find them online at Graham Accounting. Dot biz. It's the rah-rah home team extravaganza, and it's only happening at Signature Ford in Owasso. Right now, lease a new 2019 Ford F-150 4x4 from only $169 a month, or lease a new 2019 Ford Escape four-wheel drive from only $159 a month. It's a Ford red carpet lease with $44.19 due at signing. See dealer for details. Signature, we've got the lowest prices around, and we'll deliver right to your door. 
Signature Ford Nuasso's rah-rah home team extravaganza. Stop in tomorrow and visit us online at sigautogroup.com. We'll be opening up right around 9.30 tomorrow, Ted. Great lease deals on F-150's escapes. You can actually check out the 2020 escapes. Some of the uh, 2020 Lincoln crossovers and SUVs are in. It's going to be a great day to go look for a car. Check out the deal zone. Here's the kickoff. Munger kicks it down again to about the 5. Deep man brings it up to the 10, the 15, 20. That's number 7 on the return, Malik Brown. And he is plotted right at around the 21-yard line. So it'll be first and 10 coming up here for Detroit Community. By the way, we're going to be doing that Ovid Elsie game next week. I'll be over at Ed Arthur Modern Woodman Fraternal Financial. Right kitty corner from the old Triami Bowl. We're going to have all kinds of food, giveaways, all kinds of fun stuff. Be a Four big to time, 6 o'clock. Man. Four yeah. to 6 might have to stop by there if there's food. Yeah, come by, get some food, Bart, and then uh, we'll slide it on over to Mark O'Donnell Field for that Corona-Ovid-Elsie game. Sounds Looking like a plan. It's 14 to nothing here. St. John's on top. I guess we're taking care of Clinton County the last couple of weeks, I'm right? I'm telling you. Covering it like a glove. Amen. Well, two wideouts this way, two wideouts the other way for the Detroit Community Hurricanes. Ben Johnson clapping hands, looking for the ball. He'll run a jet sweep this way. Malik Brown oh, breaks wow. a tackle. Still on his feet, quick. And he's going to look like have enough for the first down. Held on to the ball. St. John's is trying to rip it out of there. Nice, nice run by Brown. First and ten, they'll move the chains. Yeah, great job of, you know, going up against the grain all of a sudden and spinning off of a couple of would-be tacklers as well. I mean, he's not just fast. He's hard to hit. Yeah, good run, and he's finally brought down by Keen Larrison coming from the opposite side defensive end or running down. First and ten. Detroit community from the 34-yard line. Hey, we might need that law firm, Bart. Looks like they might be <laughs> towing the castle van. Uh-oh. That's a wrecker here. Here's a counter play. It's a counter up the middle run that time by Trey Jean Williams. Takes it up to about the 44. Larrison again in on that hit for the Red Wings. St. John's coached by Andy Schmidt. His first year was a standout quarterback over here for the Red Wings. Took him all the way to, geez, was it the Silverdome? I'm trying to remember if it was Silverdome back in 2004. I think it might have been the last year. Silverdome. You might be right. The finals. His counterpart, Dell Humphrey for Detroit Community. So it'll be the Hurricanes with the ball. They got it down right at the 43-yard line, their own 43, trying to keep it out of the Red Wings' hand. St. John's leads it 14-0 here on Z92.5. Out of the shotgun, Johnson, two wideouts each way. Takes the snap, looking downfield, has time, throws one up across the middle, picked uh -oh. down at the 50, the DB at the 40. A foot race over here, the 30, and then finally is hauled down. I think that was Keegan Kinney. That was Kinney, the 5'11", 155-pound senior. That one fell right into his proverbial lap. You know, just good throw. so many errors on that play. I mean, uh, Johnson just having all kinds of time right there. And yeah, just kind of, a, kind of a weird-looking pass to begin with, and he throws it into a crowd of Red Wings. Bad things happening for the Hurricanes, but St. John's all the way down to the uh, Detroit community 25-yard line. Well, Big turnover right there for St. John's. They're having a hard time getting loose here, that long bus ride on the yellow school bus. 
from Detroit. Here is Medlock with it, trying to get around the left end on a counter play, and the Hurricanes do a pretty good job of stringing that one out. Looks like number 18 was in on the hit, but he's not on our roster. We'll take what we can get. 14 to nothing. St. John's leads it. Now, it looked like a pretty nice drive for Detroit Community until that interception right there. Really? Yeah, they had something going. Yeah, they did. They might want to shorten up the passing routes a little bit. St. John's has made some adjustments. Now, here's Kudwa going to the air. He has a man, the tight end, Wazak, over on the right. Oh, he gets a great block. Oh, man, wasn't block. that great? Oh, yeah. man. It was it a was, uh, blindside block, uh, pretty hard hit. Might have even been a helmet-to-helmet. That looked like an old-fashioned clip right there. Wow, he hit him hard, and he's still rolling around on the ground. And now he's up, so it looks like he'll be okay. But, man, he definitely took a shot, but it's going to be a personal foul on St. John's. Man, just a really, really well-executed play up until that block, too. Well, they're really trying to teach at, at not only the high school level, but even college, that if you're in that situation and you're a blocker, there's no reason why you just can't go up there and kind of just hold your hands up and shield him, you know, yeah. but it's so hard to do. Yeah, that one was pretty solid right to the back, though. The, so, I the mean, natural was... instinct is just to yeah. plow the guy. So they, so they called helmet to helmet. And on yeah, the I don't know if that was really helmet to helmet. Um it looked more like a like a really nasty block in the back, but I didn't see helmet to helmet from here. Well, the referee was putting both fists to yeah. the side of his head. Now here's a pitch pitch back, and the running back that time, Brock Miller, pretty good game, takes it up to the 20, brought down by Malik Brown. 14 nothing, St. John's leads it, taking on Detroit Community. Clock will continue to run. Five minutes even here in the first quarter. St. John's has pretty much dominated now. That last drive by the Hurricanes looked like they had a little something going as they had a couple of first downs, but that interception just killed them. Single back, slot each way. It's a movement on the line of scrimmage, but the Hurricanes jump back. Now Kudwa changes the play call at Omaha. (laughs) Omaha, yeah. Here's Miller getting the call on the sweep. Dives up to about the 15. Should have first down yardage there as he had to get right to the 15. And he takes it close to the 14. Yeah, nice little call right there by Kudwa. Seeing that little opening right there. Yep. Handed it off to Miller off of the audible. First down St. John's inside the 15. You know, Kudwa is a senior quarterback that rarely makes mistakes. He's yeah. that kind of senior leader that you really want running your team. Mm-hmm. It does a nice job with the Red Wings here. Hill line tight end over on the right side. A slot man over here this way. They're going right to left. The slot comes in motion. Now inside trap to Brock Miller around the right end. And he's got nothing but green in front of him as he takes it in. 14-yard run by Brock Miller. His second time to the end zone tonight. Yeah, just a little bit of deception. A whole lot of misdirection and 14 yards for a touchdown right there. And St. John's up 20 to nothing. They're starting to roll here. Still in the first quarter. 4.01 4.01 to go. Like you said, up 20 to nothing. Now they'll attempt the PAT. Blake Munger out of the Kudwa hold. 
They get all set. Good snap. Ball put down. Kick is up. And the kick is right through the center. So four minutes to go here in the first. 21 to nothing. St. John's leads it here over Detroit Community. And you can see some hands on the hips there for the Hurricanes right now. Mid-State Sales and Service in St. John's has the outdoor equipment you need to keep your yard looking its best and the power to get the work done fast. Make sure you have the gear for fall cleanup with a new chainsaw or leaf blower at great sale prices. Be ready for the first snow with a new Simplicity Snowblower with up to a $75 rebate on select models. Financing is available. Mid-State Sales and Service on M21, just a quarter mile west of DeWitt Road in St. John's. Mid-State Sales and Service is a proud supporter of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle. Well, you know, we're still pretty early here, but I, I would say Detroit community is in a little bit of trouble here tonight right now, Bart. Absolutely. And, you know, the thing is, is a lot of it's just miscues. Yeah. Just, just some uh, some bad uh, bad bounces, uh, you know, fielding a uh, kickoff the wrong way, an interception that should never have been thrown when, you hit, when he, uh, Johnson had that much green to run. Just really, really uh, just some mental errors right here. Yeah. And a lack of defense. Right. That, the <laughs> well, defense that too. Right now. I mean, let's, let's talk. I mean, I mean, St. John's has been able to run all over them uh, on top of everything. Pretty much, yeah, at will right now. And they're mixing it up out of their play bag. You know, looking to make it to the playoffs with a win here tonight and a win next week against Alpena. Up at Alpena will automatically qualify them. Last year's six wins gets you in automatically. Here's the deep man with some room at the 30. The 40, the 50, it looks like that's Durante, Durante Brown down the far sideline across the 30 to the 20-yard line. Great return there by Durante Brown. Yeah, that's a great way to get back into the game. You know, whenever you can get a uh, huge kickoff return like that, take it all the way down to the St. John's 20-yard line. You know, this will be uh, really the first big test. Yeah. That was Red Wings defense. Touchdown saving tackle by the kicker, Blake Munger. So. so it'll be Detroit Community, the Hurricanes, with the ball at the 20-yard line of St. John's. Going left to right as we're looking at it. Let's see if they stick with their regular offense or maybe uh, simplify it just a little bit. But I, I don't think they can. I think they're going to just run that spread. That's what they know. And it looks like their coach... A little confusion again. Dell Humphrey says, we need a timeout to talk things over. And he is definitely not happy. So we got a timeout on the field. St. John's leads it 21 to nothing over Detroit Community. When Mother Nature leaves you broken branches or toppled trees, call Farrell's Tree Trimming and Removal. Farrell's does tree work in all four seasons, has three certified arborists on staff, and offers the latest technology in tree health care. They also sell firewood year-round and are licensed by the Michigan Department of Agriculture. Check them out online at ferrellstree.com or call 989-862-4453. Experienced, equipped, insured, Ferrell's tree trimming and removal. Well, Bart, we're going to have to be careful leaving uh, the stadium tonight as the lights will go out and they're going to have the band annual light show for everybody. Always a great performance, but dangerous on us. Dangerous. Well, at least it's, it's, it's not raining. Right. Should be okay getting out of here. Here's the ball carrier, the single back getting the carry and hit behind the line of scrimmage there. No blocking up front that time for the Hurricanes. And yeah, big-time penetration right there by the St. John's defense. It looked like that was 
Trajean Williams on the carry. Brock Miller was in on the hit along with Kane Larrison for the Red Wings. Clock moving, 3.25 to go in the first. 21-0 St. John's. Starting to have that, uh, that mercy rule thing, you know, looking at us here early. Starting to have that feeling, isn't it? Yeah. We'll see if the Hurricanes can get some points on the board here. That will, uh, that will definitely change the scenario. This time they have a running back to the right of the quarterback, Ben Johnson. Two wideouts this way, two wideouts the other way. Again, they're going left to right. St. John's showing a blitz. High snap. They run a reverse coming back this way. Ball carrier with a blocker in front of him. Malik Brown, but it closes quickly. Yeah, great job of St. John's to string that one out. C.J. Crum, the first one there from his middle linebacking position. Caleb Teeple's also in on that hit. So that sends the ball back to the 25-yard line. Third down and 15. And coming off of that great return, and all of a sudden St. John's is just pushing them the other way. So a big third down play coming up here for the Hurricanes. Boy, another big game in our area tonight. Kawama Westphalia taking on Fowler. Oh, yeah. Battle of the Unbeatens there in the CMAC. That one's going to be a heck of a game, I think. You never know. Right. Two wideouts on the far side, two over here, running back to the quarterback's left. They'll run a slot man in motion. The quarterback oh. goes down, his knee hit the ground. They're going to blow it dead. Oh, man. Ben Johnson just slipped and actually walked it up here tonight. Field was in pretty good shape. Yes, it was. You know, usually we walk through that low area, and it's just all mushy, but it was actually in good shape. But he slipped that time, and his knee went down back at right around the 30, 31-yard line. They'll put it down at the 32. So fourth down here for Detroit Community. We're down to 90 seconds to go in the first quarter. 21-0, St. John's leads it. Yeah, and this was a how not to run a drive when you've got all kinds of momentum coming yep. off of that uh, coming off of that big return. But, uh, you know, give all kinds of credit to the Wings because St. John's has done a great job of bottling them up on this drive. So it'll be Detroit sending Trey Gene Williams way out on the far side. They'll have a wide out over here this way. Malik Brown comes back, talks to his quarterback for a minute to get the play call straight. He'll come back over here and set in their diamond formation with four wideouts. Quarterback throws one down the far sideline. The DB up there just was going up to knock it away. was a smart move. It was intended for Trey Gene Williams, but it overshot all of them. So St. John's will have it first and ten from their own 31-yard line. When it comes to insurance, you really want an agent who cares about you. Oaks Fisher Insurance, a family-owned independent insurance agency offering hometown service and personal attention for all your personal and business needs. Whether it's auto, farm, home, life, business, or annuities, Oaks Fisher Insurance has the policy you need. Three, uh, 322 North Water Street in Owasso. Visit oaksfisher.com or call 989-723-3011. So St. John's with the ball, leading it 21 to nothing here. We still have 46 seconds to go in this first quarter. Red Wings go to a T formation, double tights. Kudwa calling out the play at the line of scrimmage. Full house backfield for the first time this evening. They'll run the power play right. I think that's Brock Miller on the carry. Takes it across the 40. And that was Miller. And he has first down yardage. Malik Brown was in on the tackle there for the Hurricanes. 
So clock temporarily stopped while they set the chains. It'll be St. John's with the ball at their own 43, leading it by three TDs. Man, it's hard to believe we're still in the first. Oh, man, no kidding. It might yeah, be a long night for us, but it's a lot longer for Detroit community right yeah. now. Absolutely. Power play comes now this way. Jamin Medlock puts the head down, has another first down across midfield to about the 45. And Medlock was not touched until he was at about the uh, Detroit community 47-yard line. Joel, I mean, you can't give him that kind of room. No, Joel Madden was the first one there for the Hurricanes. So that'll be the last. Well, they're going to try and get one more playoff here. We're down to two seconds. They do get the playoff. Brock Miller takes a snap, gets it, breaks the tackle at the 40. He's at the 30, the 20, the 10. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Touchdown. Brock Miller takes it in his third time tonight from 45 yards out. And the route is on. And, you know, coming off of... Uh, that stout defensive performance right there where they were able to force the, uh, the the Hurricanes to turn it over. And Miller with a capper right there, 45 yards. And once again, he's going seven, eight yards. There's any contact at all with him. Just huge holes being opened up by this Red Wing O-line. I think the Red Wings caught him off guard a little bit, too, that uh, they thought that the quarter was going to run out, but they snapped it with about yeah. one second to go. So technically no time on the clock in the first quarter on that TD. Fine clock management by Kudwa, huh? Yeah, I guess so. Munger kicks it up. It is good. And we got a quarter in the books. 28 nothing. St. John's leads it over Detroit community. Maybe you've seen the videos of the specialized sports parent support group or the kid holding a press conference to announce his retirement from sports. The problem is that they, you know, they'd be really funny if there wasn't a lot of truth there. Multi-sport participation provides a healthier experience and lifestyle for kids and families. Multi-sport participation is cross-training for life. Learn more at MHSAA website. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association promoting the value and values of educational athletics. Save now during the big fall sales event at Beck's Trailer Superstore. 1,300 trailers on 45 acres, and Beck's offers America's largest trailer selection. So you'll find the trailer that fits your needs and your budget. During Beck's fall sales event, save on hundreds of open and enclosed trailers, plus take advantage of their easy financing program with payments from $69 a month with approved credit. They work with many local and national lenders to get you the best rate and lowest payment. For the best selection of the best trailers at unbeatable prices, call Bex or visit BexTrailerStore.com. That is some setup they have there, isn't it? That's just massive when you're driving down 27. I mean, yeah. it's it's uh, unbelievable. What did I say, 35 acres or something like that? Oh, man, I know. Uh, 45 acres. Jesus they got a heck of an inventory. The place is huge. You're looking for for any kind of trailer. I mean, you'll find it there. Yeah, most definitely. 28 to nothing. St. John's cruising here. One quarter in the books with Bart Matthews. I'm Ted Patel. Gorgeous George back at the studios. It's been a domination right here for the Red Wings. They can see the playoffs possibly on the horizon, a parental playoff team. But they got to win their last two to guarantee a spot. Here's the kickoff by Munger, fielded at about the 10, then dropped and picked back up by the deep man. He'll come back this way and not quite get to the 20. Be listening for the drive of the game tonight, brought to you by Young Chevrolet Cadillac Buick GMC and M21 in Owasso, saluting all mid-Michigan athletes. 
Drive on in or go online at youngautosales.com. Deriontae Brown there on the return takes it up to, looks like, about the 18-yard line. This drive brought to you by Aldermans and Lennon, Albion Brubaker Insurance, Appleby Oil and Propane, Bex Trailer Superstar, Superstore and Surface Center. Yeah, they're superstars over there. They are. Let's see let's be honest insurance. about it. Heck they, yeah. They are. And speaking of superstars, the player of the game tonight, Ted, huh? going to be brought to you by Three Point Podcast. Three guys, three generations, three hot takes. Listen to the latest show immediately following tonight's game. Well, we had a fun one with uh, the whole press conference over there at MSU and, you know, what's been going on. We, we, we definitely delved into... The Spartans, Michigan's lackluster performance against Illinois, and uh, I mean the Monday night debacle by the Lions and oh, the referees. Man. We had a lot to talk about, Bart. Here's a swing pass out. It's complete to Malik Brown. He has looks like first down yardage, and that's the right there. That's the kind of play call and the play that I think can be successful here for yeah. the Hurricanes. I mean, they're spreading, they're spreading receivers all over the place. If you just run a little short route, you know, and throw the ball to him, let he take over, I think that's a, that's a good play. But they're going to get an illegal block, a chop block, oh, going to go against them to nullify that play. So would you know it? They run a real good play, get a first down, and it's taken away from them. Yeah, not the, not the way you want to try and march down the field when you're down, what, 20, 28 to nothing? Right, 28 to nothing, 11.42 to go here in the first half. Looks like St. Finest came up here for some donuts, but there's only pizza here for them. All they got is pizza. <laughs> Sorry, guys, bad joke, bad joke. <laughs> so it'll be the shotgun here. Detroit community with the ball. This time they hand it off to the running back. They haven't done that a lot tonight. Nice little draw play right there. About a four-yard gain. Yeah, Trey Gene Williams. Teeples in on the hit there for the Red Wings. 11 minutes, 20 seconds to go here in the first half on Z92.5. I think we got another timeout, so they burned their final timeout. Before we get to a spot, I wanted to... We talked about it. We've talked about it a few times, especially when St. John's took on Hazlitt. Both sets of uniforms virtually impossible to read. And, of course, the Owasso Trojans with a tough home uniform to read. Yeah, so I told the you. The granddaddy gonna... of all of them right there with Owasso. But, uh, in the mud. Yeah, oh, in the mud. But I, I told you I was going to post a, a, you know, an op-ed, and I wrote a, a tweet, an open letter to Michigan ADs and football coaches. Can we please get away from the trend of same-color uniforms or same color numbers on uniforms as the jerseys. Yes, a nice look up close, but really tough on announcers and fans to tell who is who. Thank uh -huh. you. Got a lot of response on, uh, you know, responses to the tweet, and I got a nice one from Robert C. Hall. He's the Milan Area Schools Athletic Director, and he said the NFHS addressed this and made it a rule. Teams have until 2024 to get new uniforms. The committee also added a new requirement that, effective in the 2024 season, jersey numbers must be single solid color that clearly contrasts with the body color of the jersey. So, hey, there's been a trend that's been going on. and enough. You are the squeaky wheel right now, Ted. I yeah. like that. I got a response at least. It's about time. About yeah. time somebody stood up for us announcers. You darn right. And finally, we'll be able to see the numbers. You know, the older I get, it gets even harder, even if they are single color. Yeah, by 2024, we might be both glock helmet out. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a pass downfield. 
<laughs> more likely me. <laughs> and, you know, I will say this. I did get I did get a roster, and I did get uh, some names, but uh, there's at least three players out here that I've seen. That was number 81. He's not listed on my roster. Yeah. So incomplete on that pass. Yeah, and Johnson threw that up into a crowd right there. Yeah, it probably should have been picked off. So it brings up third and long. Third and 20 for the Hurricanes. They trail, trail 28 to nothing here. Not even a minute into the second quarter yet. Could be a long second half and a long bus ride here for the Hurricane players and coaching staff. And the few fans that have made it. Two wideouts on the far side, two over here this way. Ben Johnson looking to throw, throws one out on the far sideline, incomplete. The receiver took his eye off at the last moment, so it'll be Detroit Community forced to punt with 11:01 yet to go here in the half. Yeah, nice little outplay right there. And receiver, like you said, you got to keep your eyes on the ball, trying to turn it upfield. You know, I think that's part of uh, part of uh, Detroit Community's problem is they're trying to score these uh, these 12, 14-point plays instead of, you know, trying to get first downs. Right. You know, you're, you're down four touchdowns, but you can only get one touchdown at a time. you got to take it a little bit slower. I agree. You know, there's a, there is a lot of football left, but not if you get behind 35 right. to nothing. That's when the mercy rule takes effect, but in the second half. So St. John's still with a lot of opportunity to put quite a few more points on the board here in the first half. They lead it 28 to nothing. It'll be... Detroit Community back to punt it. Deriante Brown out of the snap of Terrion Terrion uh, Ayers. Here's the snap. The kick up high, kind of short. Bounces at the 30. Takes a hurricane roll to the 35, and then is down at about the 36. So St. John's will have it first and 10 from the 36 of Detroit Community, leading it 28 to nothing over the Hurricanes. Sportsnet Michigan has thousands of high school game radio broadcasts available going all the way back to 1985. For example, check out the posted games right here at Three Point Podcast. For more info, message Ted Fatal on Twitter, at Ted Fatal. And this drive right here, crucial for the Hurricanes. You know, when you've got the speed and you've got the scheme, you know, you can come back from this kind of score, but uh, St. John's, Real, real good starting field position. If they don't get stopped right here, I mean, game over. Yeah, and I, I, you know, realistically watching this, it looks like Detroit Community definitely outmanned. That's a pretty good St. John's team. Oh, it is. Good job right there. Medlock with the carry. Hit right at the line of scrimmage. Looks like big number 99 was there. Damon Turner also in on the hit. Jamon Avery. Ten and a half minutes to go here in our second quarter on Z92.5. With Bart Matthews, I'm Ted Patel. Glad to be here with you another season. We're looking forward to week nine next week, Corona at Ovidelsi, and then that'll just kind of gear us up for the playoffs. It's one thing we don't stop at the end of the regular season. No. We continue on, and we'll go as far as any local team will take us. We actually broadcast the uh, the part that counts, huh? <laughs> That's well, weird, part. huh? No, we do that for free, almost. <laughs> Here's, the <handoff>. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the carry, Braden Barrage. 
Yeah, I knew as soon as I said that, that that's not going to quite work. I'm talking to the wrong guy, Ted. How about it this way? That's, that's, that's when we really uh, we, we're, we earn our money during the regular season, but it's gravy when we get the playoff time. Most definitely. I, I, I like that a little better. Okay. <laughs> Nine-yard gain there by Barrage. Takes it to about the 27-yard line. T formation, double tight ends going left to right. Detroit Community gets a player off real late. Now here is Kudua. Oh, he had a man open for a touchdown. Didn't see him. Gets it to Medlock instead, who takes it up to the 10. He had Wazik wide yes. open for six. Well, you watch that film. He's going to say, man, I can't believe it. But he probably wasn't the guy called, but he was wide open. Jones in on that tackle for Detroit Community. So it'll put the ball at the 10-yard line. Let's see if it's first and goal or first and 10. Looks like the nose of the ball just past the line. Yeah, it's going to be first and goal. T formation, double tight ends here for the Red Wings. Luke Kudwa, the senior quarterback, takes a snap. It was uh, Barrage with a carry. Takes it to maybe the 7-yard line. Submarine that time by Willie Rush. Now that's a great name for a defensive player. Willie Rush. Also, Jamario Jones in on that hit. Kudwa quickly comes to the sideline, gets the play call from first-year head coach Andy Schmidt. Boy, he was a fun quarterback to watch over here for the Red Wings. T formation, double ends, double tight ends. Here is Barrage again, maybe gets to the five that time, running between right guard and tackle, hit first by Joaquin Sherrill. Clock will continue to run. 8.22 to go here in our first half of play. 28 zip. St. John's leads it. Ball just shy of the five-yard line. St. John's with the black uniforms driving from left to right, trying to knock it into that south end zone. Kudwa takes a snap, runs a counter action pass, throws it to the pylon. Is it in? Looked like the player had it. It's good. Touchdown, Jamin Medlock. Five-yard pass. Nice play out of the counter fake. Beautiful play fake right there. And, you know, we talk about first-year coach Andy Schmidt and uh, definitely uh, putting his own thumbprint on this St. John's Red Wings team. A lot of nifty little pass plays right here by St. John's. And, you know, give give Medlock some credit, too. Oh, yeah, that was a beautiful, beautiful catch. Great job of keeping his feet in bounds. So they'll attempt the PAT here. Blake Munger out of the hold of Kudwa. Here's a snap. Good snap. It's put down. The kick is up. Kick is good. So 7.56 to go here in the first half. 35-0. St. John's leads it. Tony Young and the entire Young family salute all mid-Michigan area athletes. At Young Chevrolet Cadillac and Young Buick GMC, they know it takes teamwork to be successful. So from the Young team to your team, have a great season. Young Chevrolet Cadillac and Young Buick GMC on M21 in Owasso invite you to drive a little and save a lot. Visit them online at youngautosales.com. Young Chevrolet Cadillac and Young Buick GMC. Proud supporters of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle. 
a Postal Connections in St. John's, but a lot more than just a pack and ship store. Get business services like copying and faxing, plus printing supplies like ink and toner. Postal Connections is your local choice for professional promotional printing for letterhead, envelopes, brochures, and business cards. Get your packages where they need to go with shipping by FedEx, UPS, DHL, and U.S. Postal. Stop in to see their cool variety of gifts and products. Postal Connections in the Southgate Plaza, U.S. 27 in St. John's, and online at PostalConnections207.com. Linden leads Corona 14-7 after one. That's the latest score we have. 35 nothing here. Crossover event, right? Yeah, crossover. Who's the Watso got, Holly? Clio, I think. No, Clio's in the same division, I think. Okay. Well, you know, I read that in the paper. I did question that. Let me do a double check here as we have the kickoff fielded there by Kenye Knight. And he brings it up to about the 15. I'll, I'll double check that at halftime, Bart. Okay. I think the paper may have had it wrong. I thought they said it was Clio, but I agree I was with thinking that. the Clio was... I, thought and I don't remember if Owasso and Corona are stars or stripes, but that just doesn't sound no, right. No, you're right. It's Holly. It is Holly. Okay. Yeah. Good save. Broncos not having a great season this year. They've had some pretty good teams the past couple of two, years. Two and five coming in. Yeah. The Trojans with one win looking to hopefully finish strong for Devin Pringle. Two wideouts on the far side here for the Hurricanes of Detroit community. They got one wideout here now, running back on each side of the quarterback out of the shotgun. He'll roll to his right for a moment. Get some pressure. Nice move. Up. Got away from a guy. Oh. Picked off by Brock Miller, and he has it at the 25-yard line. So, And Johnson did a great job of avoiding the rush and stepping up to that pass. And then just telegraphed it and threw it away to Miller. Yeah, Brock Miller with the interception. He's having a real good game. Going to be definitely in contention for player of the game. With the interception, he gives it back to St. John's, leading it 35 to nothing. Well, I don't know what you do now if you're a Detroit community. <laughs> They've tried everything I think they're, they're trying to coach up the defensive or the offensive team over on the sidelines but man it's just a tough matchup and you know this is this matchup wasn't made until right before the season right St. John's was having a heck of a time finding a week eight opponent there's a counter play Barrage again gets the carry brought down at the line of scrimmage you know and, and the thing to remember is this Detroit community team Quite possibly is playoff bound. Five wins. Yeah. You know, how good is St. John's? Right. Of course, different divisions, and, you know, you never yeah, know. A little bit, uh, a little bit uh, different uh, student enrollments. I understand that. Right. But still, good teams are good teams. Right. You know, you got 11 guys with, that are out there. I mean, there's still good players on oh, both yeah. sides. I just, I think St. John's has been very impressive this season. And yeah. how tough is the CAC then? Oh, absolutely. You know. Well, we know how tough that yeah. is. Aiden Maurer with the carry between left guard and tackle. Jamin Avery in on the hit. This portion of the game brought to you by Fast Eddie's, Farrell's Tree Trimming and Removal, Gilbert's Hardware and Appliance, Graham's Accounting, and Hub Tire Center. Third and four. Ball in the red zone here for 
the St. John's Red Wings trying to knock it into that south end zone here at Red Wing Field. What a great facility this is. It's a workout getting up and down those steps, yeah. though, I'll tell you. Probably good exercise. I think it's Berridge again on the carry, stacked up, and there's a flag in the middle of the line. The thing that always gets me is how loud for a, for a high school stadium because of the way they're built. High school stadiums usually don't have this kind of noise that can get out onto the field. Yeah, they have the, the, and the stands are wonderfully designed for that. It's awesome. The metal backing and, you yeah. know, the cowbells <laughs> and everything else that goes with a high school football game. But you're right, the acoustics reverberating are very good. Holding goes against St. John's here. So Detroit community will take the penalty. I think that's the first real big miscue by St. John's tonight. Well, besides that block. Right. Yeah, I think I was only maybe the second penalty. Now, uh, this and that uh, that sub so sort of Ooh. targeting. We had double wings, and one of the wingmen moved there and jumped the gun just a little bit. Do we have a backup quarterback in the game now, too? I think we do, yeah. Looks like that's Caleb Teeples in the lineup. Good to see, you know, the backups get early playing experience because yeah. that second half could go pretty quick. And you always want to give them playing time when they can still play full speed, you know. When you're in a blowout situation and you get in there the last couple minutes of the game, you know, the, the winning coach usually just wants them to kind of kneel it down. Counter plates. Handed off this time to Aiden Maurer on the counter going left. Gets back to the original line of scrimmage. Jamario Jones was there along with Trey Jean Williams. More subs coming into the ball game. Looks like maybe uh, Schmidt sends in the starters here on fourth down. They're going to try a kick. I think they are. So it's going to be from the 30-yard line. And like I said, Munger has plenty of leg. He just approaches it like normal and don't try to overkick it. It's going to go from the far hash mark. Ball is down, going to be put down at the 31. So we got a 41-yard field goal attempt here by Munger. Here's a snap, good snap. Ball's down, almost blocked. Kick goes up. Has it got enough? Just oh. short. Got some pressure that time by number 14, Jamone Avery. So it's short, well, about two yards short. But man, that was dead center, wasn't it? It, it was dead center. Just didn't get it all. So 4:41 to go here in the half. 35 nothing. St. John's. Ken Walter Lord Hahn, your local full-service auto owner's insurance agent. Call 725-7134. Save by insuring your home, business, life, boat, or car with no problem auto owner's insurance agent, CLH Insurance. 200 West Exchange in Owasso. Call 725-7134 or visit them online at clh-insurance.com. CLH Insurance, a proud sponsor of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle, wishes all area high school athletes good luck this season. Ball goes back to Detroit Community. Three wideouts here this way, going right to left. Ben Johnson, the quarterback, takes the shotgun snap. Throws a little swing pass out here this way, oh, intended man. for Lavinia Spivey, and it's incomplete as he took his eye off the ball. It may have been a hair behind him, but definitely catchable. Yeah, that was definitely catchable coming across the middle like that. Wasn't a... Wasn't really a red wing anywhere near him. Nope. I think he was kind of thinking about running before he thought about catching. He did. 4.36 to go here in the half. 35 nothing. St. John's lead. 
Ben Johnson gets the play call from the sideline. His head coach, Del Humphrey. Hurricanes break their huddle now. They'll send a wide out way out on the far side. That's Trey Jean Williams. They'll have trips over here on the near side. Single running back. Ben Johnson, the quarterback, out of the shotgun. His running back to his right. Looking over the line of scrimmage, calling out the signals. Snaps the hands together once, takes the snap. Looks here over this way. Pass this time is complete. The receiver makes a little juke move, and then is gang-tackled right at about the 20-yard line. That was Williams on the reception. Aiden Maurer, the first one there from his outside linebacking position for the Red Wings. Clock will continue to run with 4.12 to go here in the half. Third down, 10 yards to go here for the Red Wings. Or Detroit community with the ball, rather. But, but the Red Wings up 35 zip. Hurricanes in no hurry getting out of the huddle here. It'll be interesting whatever the coaching staff has to pass on to them at halftime. Three wideouts on the far side, one over here this way. Going to have to hurry to get this play off. Out of the shotgun, again, three wideouts on the far side. Red Wings looking like they want to send somebody. They do. Put a little pressure on. Pass over the middle. Pick. Oh, oh Almost man. picked off. And then drop. Yeah, it would have been a pick six. Oh, maybe uh, number 20, maybe a little bit guilty of uh, thinking about running before he thinks about catching there. I think there. so. I think I was Keegan Kinney there on the uh, near interception. So 30-0, the Red Wings lead it. Punt situation here. Kenny did a great job of following Johnson's eyes on that, though. He did. He knew exactly where that was going and when it was going to happen. Uh, I tell you what, that is a key to playing defensive back in high school football. Not many quarterbacks look away right. and come back. You know, if you follow their eyes, you're pretty much pretty sure where that ball is going to go. So they'll punt it now. Deriante Brown in punt formation. Now they have sent two players on late. I think there's some confusion here. They get the snap. It might be too many men on the field. Penalty flag thrown here. Yeah, illegal substitution ah. against the Hurricanes. Is this the Packer referee in crew? <laughs> Could very well be. <laughs> Did you see that uh, that screenshot of the Packers with 13 yeah, men on the yeah. field? Jeez, Pete. Yeah, my nephew. Well, we, you know, Jared uh, Patel is one of the three-point pod Gerald? broadcaster. Gerald, and uh, he actually thought it was a Photoshop. Yeah, I did too at first. Yeah, but apparently it wasn't. No. I mean, I did you watch that whole game? I watched most of it. Yeah. I watched every bit of it. Turned it off immediately when it ended and couldn't sleep. It was awful. <laughs> Here's the punt. That's about as bad of a feeling after a Lions game. There's been lots of those. They let it roll here, and it's downed at about the 43-yard line of St. John's. So the Red Wings will have it. 3.09 to go in the half. If your car becomes a victim of deer collision, KP Auto Body and St. John's will get you back on the road fast. 
They can handle foreign or domestic models and work with all insurance companies. Their certified technicians can handle complete paint and glass work, auto framework, and complete mechanical repairs. Plus, they'll give you a free loaner with service. They work with Hetler's Towing, so you get 24-7 dependable service. KP Auto Body and Hetler's Towing, proud supporters of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle. Well, Portland and Mason tied up in the Battle of Unbeaten 7-7. That's a good game in the Lansing area. T formation, double tight end. Here is the ball carrier for St. John's, Aiden Conneville. And he gets about three or four. No Morris score to report tonight. Uh, their opponent, uh, instead of taking a uh, forfeit, Morris made connections with Crystal Falls Forest Park for eight-man football. They'll take them on tomorrow at Pickford, tomorrow afternoon. That's going to be a matchup of some pretty good teams, I yeah. think. That's a good test for the Orioles, top-ranked Morris, defending state champs. Some Here's, adversity on the road, too, for the playoffs. Yep. Here is Keeples with Whoa. a first down in Moore. He wasn't slipping to the ground. Well, I don't know how he did not fall on his butt right there, but he was able to get back up. And how <laughs> did the defender not tackle him? Yeah. He just kind of faked out. Willie Rush was there uh, on the tackle. It was finally. almost like Keanu Reeves in the Matrix or something <laughs> going back like that. And he's able to get back up and get another three or four yards on that. That was a good call right there, man. Everybody that, that followed the Matrix got that visual. Nice little play by, was that Conival? Yeah. Here's Teeples with the snap, hands it off. Ball carrier that time. Oh, Barry, pop, he got the 30. That's big number 99. Damone Turner in on the tackle. Uh, doing a little lay of the victimone on him right there. <laughs> Man. <laughs> so we're going to get a Saint, well, we're going to get timeout. We got an injury on the field. And by the way, you're listening to WJSZ Ashley Owasso, home of high school sports here in Mid Michigan. So an injured hurricane down on the field. They'll tend to him while they do that. We're under two minutes to go here in the half. 35 nothing. St. John's leads it. Broadcast of tonight's game is a copyrighted presentation of the Michigan High School Athletic Association and WJSZFM. No reproduction, retransmission, or other distribution of the descriptions or accounts of this game can take place without the express written consent of the MHSAA, Z92.5 The Castle, and Sportsnet Michigan. Hey, it's the rah-rah home team extravaganza, and it's only happening at Signature Ford in Owasso. Right now, lease a new 2019 Ford F-150. Talking about a four-wheel drive crew cab XLT luxury package. Only $169 a month or lease a new 2019 Ford Escape four-wheel drive from only $159 a month. For red carpet lease, $44.19. Do it. Signing. Hey, see us tomorrow for details. Signature has the lowest price around and will deliver right to your door. Signature Ford Noasso's rah-rah home team extravaganza. Stop in tomorrow or visit us online at sigautogroup.com. Well, it looks like that was Willie Rush. He's going to be okay. Comes off the field under his own power. Peyton Norton, 50-yard TD pass to Fisher Morris. Makes it a 21-14 Linden lead over Corona. Perry, the Ramblers rolling right now. They lead Holton 27 to nothing after one. Here is Aiden Conneville on that carry on second down and five. Close to a first down. Langsburg rolling over Bath, 33 to eight. 
That one's just about at halftime. Yeah. The Fighting Bees getting swatted. Oh, Wolfpack, pretty good team. Yeah, they are. Third down in a couple. Here's the handoff. I think that was Conable again. No, that was Barrage the carry. Yeah, nice tackle by uh, Trey Gene Williams. Trey Gene Williams right there. But the first down, we're down to a minute 21 to go in the half. 35-0 St. John's. Ball is 24. Here's Conneville with a carry this time on the left side. Running hard, takes it across the 20 and brought down and around the 15-yard line. Yeah, big hole opened up on that uh, left side of the St. John's line for Carnival. Deriante Brown in on that tackle. Second down and a couple. The ball at the 15. T formation, double tight ends. Teeples takes the snap, hands it off. Ball carrier this time takes it up to the 10-yard line. Has first down yardage. Has Barrage, Braden Barrage, on the carry. Stops the clock temporarily with 29 seconds to go. They start it back up. First half winding down. T formation. First and goal from the 10. Here's Barrage again on the carry. Stopped at the line of scrimmage that time. Stacked up. St. John's all three of their timeouts. Oh, they said they fumbled it. Huh. Huh. So the ball was stripped. And Detroit Community gets it back. I was just starting to say I thought St. John's might call a timeout, yeah. but it's going to be back to the hurts. 11 seconds to go in the half. When you need heavy hauling of sand, gravel, boulders, or stone, choose the professionals at Mint City Excavating. They'll make sure you're getting the quality work you expect with the excellent customer service they've built their reputation on for the last 21 years. Mint City Excavating, locally owned and operated and offering 24-hour emergency service insured and experienced. Call Mint City Excavating to schedule your free estimate, 989-224-2482, online at mintcityexcavating.com. Cadillac leads Ionia 35-14. That's a halftime score. Well, we had a memorable broadcast <laughs> up there at Cadillac, them and the Owasso Trojans a number of years ago. Uh, good night. Yeah. Detroit Community runs it here. The ball carrier... Brought down, maybe a loss of one or two. Trey Jean Williams brought down, and they have no timeouts left, so that'll end the first half of play here. St. John's dominant, leading at 35 to nothing. We'll send things to the studio in a moment, but first, take a listen to this. Your number one St. John's Red Wings fans, Auto Owners Insurance and Alibi and Brubaker Insurance Agency is a winning combination. They'll work with you to insure your home, auto, business, and life to keep everything you value safe, sound, secure. Auto Owners Insurance, the no-problem people. Visit them in St. John's and East Lansing or online at abins.com. Allaby and Brubaker Insurance, your local independent auto owner's agent and a proud supporter of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle. And let's talk real quick about Mid-State Sales and Service in St. John's because they've got the outdoor equipment you need to keep your yard looking its best and the power to get the work done fast. Make sure you've got the gear for fall cleanup with a new chainsaw or leaf blower at great sale prices. 
Be ready for the first snow with new Simplicity Snowblower with up to a $75 rebate on select models. Financing is available. Mid-state sales and service on M21, just a quarter mile west of DeWitt Road in St. John's. Mid-state sales and service is a proud supporter of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle. Well, big crowd for the Palamo Westphalia Fowler game, but uh, the Pirates just rolling. Last score I have here, 27 nothing, with about half a quarter to go in that second quarter. So, wow. I'll tell you what, they've developed quite a program over there, haven't they? Linden now back up, 28-14 to 14 over Corona. That one is late in the second quarter. The score here at halftime, 35 nothing. St. John's leads it over Detroit Community. The band out on the field to entertain the crowd. And, uh, again, the score here at halftime, 35 nothing. You're hearing it all here live on Z92.5. It's Gilbert's Hardware and Appliances Fall Into Savings Sale. You can save over $550 with Gilbert's Do It Best Fall Into Savings Coupons. Just grab a Fall Into Savings Coupon book delivered in Sunday's paper or stop by Gilbert's and pick one up today. There's savings on indoor items, outdoor items, tools, insulation kits, cleaning supplies, and so much more. Now's the time to change that furnace filter and you can save money too with Gilbert's Fall Into Savings Coupons. Hurry in today. The Fall Into Savings Sale and Sunday. Monday. Did you know that Gilbert's is mid-Michigan's largest appliance dealer? Bigger than those big box stores. In fact, you can view over 200 appliances in their showroom with nearly 700 appliances in their local warehouse. You can pick up your appliance today. Gilbert's has a fully trained expert service department and delivery is always available. Shop online and get their best price deal at gilbertshardwareandappliance.com. Gilbert's Hardware and Appliance, 113 Main in downtown Owasso. When it comes to excavation service, it's hard to know who to choose. Eeny, meeny, miny, moe. Let experience and high standards lead you to the right choice. Mint City Excavating. When you need heavy hauling of sand, gravel, boulders, or stone, choose the professionals at Mint City Excavating. They'll make sure you're getting the quality work you expect with the excellent customer service they've built their reputation on for the past 21 years. Mint City Excavating is locally owned and operated and offers 24-hour emergency service day or night when you you need them, they'll be there. Get complete excavation services from commercial development to residential excavating, roads and driveways, underground utilities, subdivision development, site clearing, sewer repair, insurance work, and complete demolition services. Insured and experienced, so you don't have to choose a company by the eeny, meeny, money mo method. Call Mint City Excavating to schedule your free estimate at 989-224-2482. That's 989-224-2482. Online at Mint City excavating.com. Tony Young here with great news from Young Chevrolet in Owasso. It's Chevy Truck Month and listen to this unbelievable deal. 2020 Crew Cab Silverado four-wheel drive, no money down, 286 a month. That's right, a Crew Cab four-wheel drive 2020 Silverado starting at just 286 a month with no money down. I've got a great selection. We're going to move some trucks. Stop out and see them. And if you're in the market, Chevy Equinox is still our number one seller. I've got 2020 Equinoxes, demos as low as $173 a month. That's right. 
If you want a deal on a new Chevrolet, you need to make the drive to Young Chevrolet in Owasso. Equinox is a 24-month, 10,000 miles per year lease to well-qualified GM employees with $2,000 down plus tax, title, state, and document fees. Visit us online at youngautosales.com. Chevrolet, find new roads. Hornets reinventing. You make the call on Catch Momentum and Eric O. It's all next on This Week in High School Sports, powered by Michigan Student Aid, Michigan's go-to resource for student financial aid. Hi again, everyone. I'm John Johnson, and welcome to This Week in High School Sports. Coming off a Division IV state title last fall, the girls' volleyball team at Menden faced heavy graduation losses. Yet the always strong Hornets find themselves this year ranked second in the statewide coaches' polls by going back to the basics. They still have that drive. You know, it's just instilled in them. You know, they want more. They're not satisfied with just winning by so much. Or they're not, you know, they, they, they want more all the time. So that's really nice to see. They, they have that competitiveness follows them to this year, too. That second-year head coach, Heather Bowers, a 2011 Mending grad, and she's put the emphasis on defense and serving. The Hornets are serving at a 90% rate and have nearly 300 service aces. Senior defensive specialist Juliana Hagenbuck and Diggs, senior blocker Taylor Heitkamp with service aces, and junior outside hitter Anna Smith with kills pace the attack. You can read more about Menden Volleyball on the second half page of the MHSAA website. Our this week game balls go out to Hudsonville Volleyball senior Kylie Matt, who passed the 4,000 mark in career assist in a win over Grand Haven last week. She's only the 12th player to ever do so in state volleyball history. And Lauren Posey of Big Rapids took medalist honors to lead her team to the title at the MHSEA Girls Golf Regional at her hometown Katke Golf Course last week. Her winning score of 77 was a career best by five strokes. Back with more in a moment, you're listening to This Week in High School Sports. Need money for college? You need my student aid. My Student Aid is the go-to resource that helps Michigan families find money to pay for college. Plus, they'll guide you through the financial aid process and answer any questions you have. For grants, scholarships, and more, connect with My Student Aid. Helping make college affordable for everyone. Learn more at michigan.gov slash aid. Our weekly Be the Referee feature takes a look at the fine art of officiating with Brent Rice. Here's another edition of a football you make the call. On a passing play, a defender intercepts the ball at the two-yard line, and the momentum of the catch carries him across the goal line. The defender is allowed to come out of the end zone on this play. But while breaking free from the grasp of an opponent, the ball is fumbled out of the back of the end zone. What's the call? Since it was the momentum of the catch that carried the defender into the end zone to begin with, and the ball remained in the end zone and was declared dead there, a rules exception places the ball first and ten at the two-yard line. Thanks, Brent. You can be a referee. Visit the MHSA website now to register. Saturday night, someone who gave recognition to so many for so long received his due. Longtime MHSAA public address announcer Eric Overseth of Traverse City was inducted into the Basketball Coaches Association of Michigan's Hall of Honor at its annual clinic banquet in Oakland County. For 50 years, Verseth's booming tones through Jenison Fieldhouse and later the Breslin Center were something that many fans looked forward to. 
not that Eric O was the entertainer like you see at today's professional and collegiate games, which is disgustingly what some of our own prep announcers try to be like. He added the right touch to the atmosphere, and it's what today's state final announcers are modeled after, even down to some of Eric's favorite phrases. Yes, on the basket, he gets the bonus. Or his trademark closing, drive as if your family was in the other car. In addition to basketball, Forseth called MHSAA finals in football and baseball. An Ohio native who ended up in East Lansing first as a football player and later as a basketball team captain for Michigan State University, he announced many games in both sports at MSU and was also one of the first top 40 disc jockeys in the Lansing market when rock and roll music started its boom. Eric's presence can still be heard at the MHSAA football finals at Ford Field. For the past few years, he's recorded a number of the announcements played over the sound system during the pregame. And every now and then, you can still catch him announcing a game at Traverse City St. Francis. Congratulations, Eric O. You really do get the bonus. You've been listening to This Week in High School Sports, powered by Michigan Student Aid, a production of the MHSA Network. Thanks for joining us, everyone. I'm John Johnson. We'll see you next time. Have you ever wondered why nearly 40% of Shiawassee County families choose Corona as their school of choice? Well, maybe it's the fact that our high school is ranked the best high school in Shiawassee County from the prestigious U.S. News & World Report magazine. Did you know that each and every Corona High School student gets their own personal Chromebook? Maybe they choose Corona because of the opportunities we provide, like trips to Europe, New York City, Gettysburg, or the newest one we're planning to Alaska, or participating in one of our award-winning programs like FFA, Band, or Art. Where else can you be a part of a World Championship Odyssey to Mind team or state championship athletic teams like our recent girls track and field squad? Perhaps it's because Corona still believes in preparing all students for college and or careers like ones in mechatronics or construction trades. Still others say Corona Public Schools sets the gold standard because of our low elementary class sizes and the paraprofessional support our students get, or the social-emotional support we have for all of our students. This is Corona Public Schools Superintendent John Fattel, and I guess when you get right to it, there's lots of reasons people in our area choose Corona Public Schools. Remember, young or old, it's great to be gold. Call 989-743-6338 to set up a tour and find out for yourself why Corona is the right fit for your child. What if everyone cared like family? Memorial Healthcare understands the power of compassion and is committed to being there for your family. That's why they have a location right around the corner with excellent providers you can trust, people who know you as neighbors. Because this is more than them helping patients, this is family. They're always there when it counts. Memorial Healthcare is proud to be nationally recognized for their commitment and compassion for life. They're committed to improving the health of the communities they serve. Services include a 150-bed hospital, physician clinics, a world-class neurology institute, wellness services, robotic surgery, and many other health and educational services throughout mid-Michigan. With 26 satellite offices located throughout Shiawassee County and several surrounding counties, including Saginaw, Clinton, Ingham, and Genesee. Find a provider that's right for you and your family by visiting memorialhealthcare.org. Well, welcome back to the Red Wings Stadium. I'm Ted Patel with Bart Matthews. It's halftime, 35-0. The Red Wings, we're going to start the second half with the mercy rule in effect. Now, St. John's will be kicking off, so uh, if Detroit can put some points on the board, they could get rid of that rule. But we are here at halftime, and 
We're brought to you by some outstanding sponsors, and why don't you listen to some words from them right now. Well, of course, the drive of the game tonight, Ted, is going to be brought to you by Young Chevrolet Cadillac Buick GMC on M21 in Owasso. Saluting all mid-Michigan athletes, drive on in or go online at youngautosales.com. And I uh, got a couple ideas for the drive of the game. Uh, got one very, very uh, pretty obvious number for the player of the game, though. So the player of the game tonight brought to you by Three Point Podcast. Three guys, three generations, three hot takes. Listen to the latest show immediately following tonight's game. And just a dominating first-half performance by St. John's. Uh, kind of makes you wonder, what if everyone cared like family? <laughs> hey, Memorial Health Care, they understand the power of compassion, and they're committed to being there for your family, and that's why they have a location right around the corner with excellent providers you can trust. People who know you as neighbors, because this is more than helping patients, Ted. This is family with 26 satellite offices located throughout Shiawassee County and several surrounding counties, including Saginaw, Clinton, Ingham, and Genesee. You can find a provider that's right for you and your family by visiting memorialhealthcare.org. And one last thing we got to talk about is the MHSAA, the second half on their website. It's going to get you closer to the action with features on high school sports from around the state, weekly coaches association rankings, and coverage of MHSAA tournament finals. It's a great read with fresh content nearly every weekday during the school year. Make the MHSAA's second half your first stop for high school sports information. Message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association promoting the value and values of educational athletics. And was your op-ed on the uh, second page? The <laughs> no. second half, I mean? It was on at Ted Patel oh, gotcha. Twitter feed is okay. where it was at. Which is also where I can order game tapes. Absolutely. Can I get them on cassette? You you can if you'd like. Okay. Sure. Sure. Probably now it's all digital, right? It's, it's all, all downloads? All downloads. I, uh, what we do, too, is we replay every game now on the three-point uh, podcast site. Uh-huh. So, really, the, the, the sale of them is... is it's behind me, really. I, I mean, I can go on to, I can, I can get a listen to a pod from three weeks ago, can I? You can listen to every pod we've done. So I can quite possibly bootleg these game broadcasts. Even though they're copyrighted, but yes, uh-huh. you, you could, you could. And I wouldn't do that because I don't have express written consent That's from right. the MHSAA or Sportsnet, Sportsnet Michigan, Michigan or Z92.5 The Castle. But I think Z92.5 probably let me get away with it. Probably. Yeah. You know, and by the way, you're talking about the podcast. Yes. You can find it. Three Point Podcast. You can find us at Three Point Pod. Um, every Friday night after these high school football games, you can listen to our radio version of it. It's edited a little bit, but it's an hour long, quick moving. This last one, I mean, we had a lot to talk about with, you know, the Wolverines' unimpressive performance down in Illinois. I mean, jumped out 28 nothing. And all of a sudden, give up 25 unanswered. What's Let's up with Illini that? The I make it interesting like that. Well, yeah. it made it real interesting there for a tad. Uh, big time drive by Shea Patterson. Has gotten a lot of grief this year, but they did answer the bell when it was a three-point Wolverine lead, and all the momentum was gone. And he ah. drove them all the way downfield, really, for the breather. Well, you know, I mean, and you know, you talk about Shea Patterson getting all kinds of grief, but. Dude deserves it. I mean, I mean, come on, man. How many fumbles has he had so far this season? He just, he's, he's, he hasn't had the year. He's been a that little overhyped. I think everybody was kind of hoping. I mean, ever since he transferred from Ole Miss, 
But, uh, hey, we got this SEC boy coming up, and uh just hasn't really worked out. I'd rather have Ed McCaffrey's kid myself. I wouldn't mind seeing McCaffrey with some action, too. Too bad he's been banged up. But yeah. uh, I will give Patterson a little bit of a break. you got to hang on to the ball. You can't give him a break yeah. on that. I mean, there's been some crazy fumbles. But as far as running the offense, I mean, Gaddis is still learning the ropes there. And, you know, you got to put a lot of blame on the, the whole play calling, I would say. Oh, yeah, that's a big part of it. I mean... You know, they they much ballyhooed, speaking of getting an SEC boy up here. Right. You know, look at that right there as well. I'm not sure Saban fought that hard to keep him. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll give you the scoring recap and stats, but while we're here at halftime, this second half could be going by pretty quick. Take a listen to a few more words from our sponsors. Hub Tire's there for you with the best service for all your tire and suspension needs. They've been taking care of your automotive needs for decades, priding themselves on honesty and the best service around. Hub Tire can handle anything from a Chevy Cobalt to a motorhome, including semis and farm service. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5, Saturday, tomorrow till 11.30. Call 989-224-3218. Stop in on Business 27 north of M21 in St. John's or visit hubtires.com. Let's talk real quick about Applebee Oil and Propane because they've been your local choice for fuel needs since 1975. And they're proud to, uh, proud to serve Shiawassee, Clinton, and Saginaw counties with excellent customer service and over 25 years' experience in the petroleum industry. They carry a full range of farm fuels, soy diesels, premium diesel fuel, NL gas, and 90-octane recreational gas, which is excellent for chainsaws, lawnmowers, and all small engines. Shop local with a name you know and trust for fuel online at applebyoil.com. And, you know, Ted, just a dominating performance in the first half by St. John's. Uh, 29 carries for 227 yards right there. Uh, of course, being led by Brock Miller. Only nine carries, but 121 yards and three touchdowns. And uh, Jamin Medlock, five carries for 30 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Luke Kudwa was perfect in the first half. Three of four with one touchdown, 49 yards. Uh, Detroit community, just a completely different story. Uh, seven carries for only six yards. That doesn't even sound right. Well, with the Man, sacks and whatnot. Yeah. The sacks and everything else. Um, and, uh, you know, Mr. Johnson, Ben Johnson, just uh, not really lighting it up in the air as either. Uh, two for 11 for 35 yards and two picks. Yeah. One of those picks by Brock Miller, who is the leading candidate for player of the game. Also, you mentioned Kudwa. He had a yeah. touchdown rushing and also one receiving. So, Brock Miller, three touchdown runs, Kudwa TD run, and a touchdown catch. And, you know, it's been all St. John's, 35 yeah. to nothing here on Z92.5. Uh, we did say the mercy rule is in effect. I'll update you on the terminology on tips. that. Little tips. Yep. Little, little halftime tip. Yep. The running clock, 35-point margin rule is going to be used this half. After the first half, anytime the score differential reaches 35 or more, which is exactly 35 right now, it's the tips rule. The clock will only stop for timeouts. Uh, the intermission between the third and fourth quarters and after a score, penalty enforcements, whistle ready to play, and safety reasons, injuries, etc. Now, if it gets to 50 points, the clock will run continuously except for officials' timeouts for injured players. That's it. it and, even uh, if when you call a timeout, uh, clock keeps running. Yeah, the way St. John's was playing in the first half, I mean, that is a distinct possibility because, you know, some of their bench performers, including... Uh, 
Braden Barrage, uh, yeah. Aiden Maurer, and uh, Con Evil number nine there. Uh, just they, they look pretty impressive, too, coming off the bench in this St. John's backfield. So uh, very easily could score another 15 points here. Well, I do think they're going to be getting the majority of the playing time yeah. here as St. John's wants to stay healthy for that long ride up to Alpena next week. That game, if they can pick up the win on the road, gets them in the playoffs guaranteed. They have made the playoffs, though, in the past with five wins. They're playing out of that tough league. Well, you get a lot of points playing in the CAC like that. Yeah, though. you do. So, yeah, it's, it's a distinct possibility, but, uh, you know, they don't, I don't think they want any margin of error. Absolutely not. Possibly get even a home game. Possibly. Blake Munger will kick it off here. They'll, the Red Wings will defend the north goal. Second half ready to go. Munger with the approach. Here's the kick. High end over end. Fielded at the five-yard line here on the near sideline. The ball carrier, Malik Brown, takes it on the opposite side, breaks one tackle, crosses the 15, and is up close to the 20-yard line where it'll be Detroit Community with the football first and 10. Mercantile Bank understands that your life includes much more than banking. From large and small towns to fireworks, football games, and parades, you make this slice of Michigan a wonderful place to be. Mercantile Bank loves being part of your town and is excited to help build a thriving local community. They thank you for all that you do to make this area of the Mitten such a special place to live and do business. Mercantile Bank, proud supporter of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle, member FDIC. Another one of our great team partners here helping bring this game to you. We always just have a full docket of advertisers, and we certainly do appreciate them. And if you're in any of their businesses, tell them you appreciate these games on the radio. Two wideouts on the far side, two here, a couple running backs. That's uh, the ball carrier that time. Trey Jean Williams trying to get around the left corner. Looked like Brock Miller coming up on the hit. Also, C.J. Crum in on that tackle. Yeah, great job by St. John's right there. Just not allowing anything. I mean, obviously, they are looking to pitch this shutout here. Looks like most of their starters still there on defense here to start this second half. So Detroit with the football now. Second down and 11. The ball at the 18-yard line. Wideouts, one each side. Running back each side or flanker to the right. Shotgun snap. It's handed off. The ball carrier that time spun around and brought down for a loss. Dariante Brown. Nowhere to go. Colby Munger was the first one there from his inside tackle position. Munger, a six foot one, two hundred and five pound senior, shot the gap that time. And all of a sudden, these these Hurricanes have gotten a little conservative, being down thirty five to nothing. Well, they were snake bitten that first yeah, half. I think so. Couple picks, couple almost intercepted. Just uh, you know. Ben Johnson just struggling a little bit against this very good St. John's defense. Pitching a shutout right now, 35 to nothing. Two wideouts this way, two the other way for the Hurricanes. Wearing the white jerseys, red helmets, and black pants. Ben Johnson. Out of the shotgun. Looking downfield. Steps up in the pocket, has room. Now we're going to get a penalty. Pass is complete. Kenya Knight has it. He Wide has open. it at the 40 midfield. The 40 down the far sideline, still on his feet. And finally brought down by number 22, 
and Gal Jimenez, but I think this one's coming back. Holding, going to go against Detroit Community. So that's uh, that's not the kind of break that they're looking for there. Yeah, about a 65-yard gain on that play, too. Real nice play, and the clock is now stopped. We do have an injury on the field, so it's a hurricane player on the far side there. It looks like the St. John's medical staff could have come out and take a look at him. So while they do, take a listen to this. Save now during the big fall events, fall sales event at Beck's Trailer Superstore. With 1,300 trailers on 45 acres, Beck's offers America's largest trailer selection. So you'll find the trailer that fits your needs and your budget. During Beck's fall sales event, save on hundreds of open and enclosed trailers. Plus take advantage of their easy financing program with payments from $69 a month with approved credit. They work with many local and national lenders to get you the best rate and lowest payment. For the best selection of the best trailers at unbeatable prices, call Beck's or visit Beck'sTrailerStore.com. So it'll be third down and, geez, 25 yards to go after the penalty. It takes it all the way down to the four-yard line. And you've seen this before with uh, with this team. I mean, a couple of really big plays. I mean, when they were still in it in the first quarter and some penalties like this that have just kind of doomed them all yeah. night long. That and an outstanding St. John's team. Yeah, that had a little bit to do with it too, huh? <laughs> well, here's the pass. They found a guy open, going to be short, completed, and he runs it up to about the 25-yard line. That was caught by Dariante Brown. It's going to be about five yards short of the first down, bringing up fourth down in about five. That middle part of the field didn't open the last yeah. couple passes here. Maybe they found something here. Down 35 nothing. You go for it here, don't you? I think you do. From your own 25, I mean, you absolutely have nothing to lose. If nothing else, you get out of here quicker if, they, <laughs> if you don't get it. <laughs> That's right. one way of looking at it. You know, big risk, big reward. Go for it. Yeah. So wide out each way. Now they'll send a second receiver over on the far side, Malik Brown. Running back on each side of the quarterback, Ben Johnson. Maybe try to draw him off sides here. Fourth down and about five. They take the snap. They're going to run a little play action. The quarterback in trouble. Oh, he uses nice his move. speed to get outside. And then it brought yeah, down from behind. Speed, Big Great close. pursuit right there. Number seven, Munger. Munger. Oh, man. It looked like that Johnson was going to have the first Didn't down. It looked like he was going to have a lot more than the first down, and Munger able to come from behind and just grab him by the ankles and take him down. Turnover on downs right there. Yeah. Great play by Munger. So clock will continue to run. 35 nothing St. John's. Cadwalder Lord Hahn, your local full-service auto owner's insurance agent. Call 725-7134. Save by insuring your home, business, life, boat, or car. With no problem, auto owner's insurance agent, CLH Insurance. 200 West Exchange in Owasso. Call 725-7134 or visit them online at clh-insurance.com. CLH Insurance, a proud sponsor of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle. Wishes all area high school athletes good luck this season. First and ten, St. John's. It's Teeples handing it off to Conneville. And he is stacked up at the line of scrimmage. Maybe even had a loss on the play of one. Willie Rush was there and on the tackle for the Hurricanes. Lost one. 
Well, they'll, maybe they'll call it the line of scrimmage real close. 35 to nothing. St. John's leads it. Second and 10 coming up here for the Red Wings. Caleb Teeples at quarterback. Split backfield. Flanker left. Oh, he faked a counter play, and I think there was a little mix up there as he rolled to his right. Thought a ball carrier was coming that way. Nobody was there. So Teeples is brought down at the line of scrimmage or maybe even lost a yard. Damone Turner in on the hit there for that big hit again by Turner. Yeah, he's a big kid. Yes, he is. So it's St. John's, the Red Wings leading it 35 to nothing here over Detroit Community. Yeah, they don't, uh, as you said, they don't give heights and weights, but... uh, Or years. He's a big dude, yeah. (laughs) Or or all the numbers. (laughs) Man in motion, he gets the pitch. Ball carrier around the left end looking for a block. Doesn't get it. Maybe gets to the original line of scrimmage. Brings up fourth down. I will say this, though. The uh, the silver and black numbers on these uh, white jerseys, actually... You can you can see them a little bit, yeah. yeah. I still like the solid colors, yeah. man. Oh, yeah. Big solid numbers. That's but compared to uh, you know the silver on white last uh, two weeks ago with Hazlitt, yeah, that big was difference. That was terrible. It was almost like white on white. It was. It's, it's like why even have a number? <laughs> Thirty-five to nothing. That way everybody's equal, Ted. I guess. One team, right? So there, you the there you go. Name of the school on the jersey. That's right. <laughs> Fourth down and a little over 10. Playing for the name on back, not the uh, number on the front or something. Inside like trap play. Conneville gets the carry. Brought down oh, at the line of scrimmage. So that drive went nowhere for the Red Wings. I think that's uh, one of only like one, two drives by St. John's that have gone nowhere. Fast Eddie's teaming up with Fuel Jewels and will donate a portion of the proceeds for the month of October to Breast Cancer Awareness. Fast Eddie's also does preventative maintenance like transmission and coolant flushes, fuel filter, air filter, wiper blades, and headlight replacement, and much more. See your local Fast Eddie's car wash and oil change center for great fall savings on their quality products and services. With 16 locations throughout Michigan, there's one near you. Fast Eddie's, a name you can trust. Clock is moving. Four minutes to go here in the third. 35-zip St. John's. Detroit community back with the ball. They'd love to get some points here, at least for some pride, and maybe stop that clock. Ben Johnson. When you think Ben Johnson, you've got to think of the sprinter, right? Yeah. It was all steroided up. Here's a pass out this way. Malik Brown with it. Who's the guy I'm thinking of besides the sprinter? One of the football players that was in the longest yard, wasn't that a Ben Johnson? <laughs> was it Ben Johnson? Or You're thinking about the former Oakland Raider? There was a Ben Johnson was an actor in uh, in Westerns. I oh, know. yeah, yeah. But I'm thinking, of, who am I thinking of then in the longest? Because there was like two or three. You're talking about the original longest yeah, yard? Yeah, of course. Uh, I ain't talking about that Adam Sandler okay. stuff. Of course not. Oh, uh God, it was the defensive end for the Raiders, I think yeah. you're thinking of. I, I don't think it was Ben Johnson. He had though, the big old mustache? Yeah. Well, well, I know one of our listeners might know. Why don't you hit me up yeah. at Twitter at uh, Ted Fattel. God, I can just picture him, too. Yeah. Ben Davidson. Ben Davidson, yes. That's uh, it. Not, not Ben Johnson. Ben Johnson at quarterback. That's what happens when you get to be a senior <laughs> citizen. Sometimes the answers pop into your head maybe the next day. Even. Mean machine out there. <laughs> Here's a pass out here. Complete. What a great movie. It really was. Yeah, you know. Spivey on the reception here. Yeah, I mean, 
You think of Ben Davidson, you think of the Raiders, you think of Otis Sistrunk, too. Otis Sistrunk, yep. Jack Tatum. Jack Tatum, Fred Bolitnikoff. Call me assassin. Those were some some great teams. Kenny Stabler. Dave Casper. Yeah. He used to have some great games against the Steelers. Lester Hayes. That was a team, man. That was a team. John Madden, their coach. First and 10, Detroit community. They have it at about the 37. Johnson throws a pass out on the far side, incomplete. That time intended for Dariante Brown. I tell you what, he had all kinds of time. And that's the thing is this this offensive line has been doing the work for Johnson. Yeah, they're not bad up gives, front. They give him all kinds of time on a lot of these passes. Well, Kyler King wasn't listed as a starter, but he's out there right now on that line. He's a big kid, man. He's going to line up at uh, center. Yeah, he is a big dude. <laughs> Three-man front against him just doesn't seem fair. But doesn't look like he's in the greatest shape. He got pushed back that time pretty pretty easily. Minute 35 to go. Clock moving. 35 nothing. St. John's on top. Third down and 10 coming up here for the Hurricanes. Now, all kinds of time again by Johnson, and he just floated that one a little too high. And I think you're right. I think he's a little snake bit from uh, those two picks in the first half. Some some quarterback can just kind of forget about that and go back in, but right. Johnson's having some difficulties. So we're down to a minute, five to go here in our third quarter. Quick move in third quarter, obviously, with uh, the mercy rule in effect. Third down and 10. Two wideouts on the far side, two this way for Detroit Community. Ben Johnson looking downfield. All kinds of time right at the moment. Now throws a pass out. Was it caught? It was caught. Dropped. Nope. Incomplete. Ball went rolling out of bounds. So they'll be looking at fourth down now. Let's take a look at Twitter and see if we got any current scores. 14-14 14-14 now, Portland and Mason. Gavin McGregor with a 95-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. That was after Mason took a 14-7 lead. That's a heck of a game right there, isn't it? That is. 35-0 the score here. 16 seconds to go here in the half, or in the third quarter, I should say. Let's see, are they even going to get this playoff? Are they going to? No, they haven't started counting down yet. So that'll be uh, just oh. don't get it off. So they call the end of the third quarter. So after three here on Z92.5, it's been all St. John's. They lead it 35 nothing over Detroit Community. When Mother Nature leaves you broken branches or toppled trees, call Farrell's Tree Trimming and Removal. Farrell's does tree work in all four seasons, has three certified arborists on staff, and offers the latest technology in tree health care. They also sell firewood year-round and are licensed by the Michigan Department of Agriculture. Check them out online at ferrellstree.com or call 989-862-4453. Experienced, equipped, insured. Ferrell's Tree Trimming and Removal. Hey, where can you find good information on all kinds of topics related to the well-being of our student-athletes? Check out the health and safety page of the MHSAA website. Learn about multi-sport participation, heat, and hydration cardiovascular resources, 
as well as insurance benefits available for students. It's all on the health and safety page of MHSAA.com. A message from the Michigan High School Athletic Association, promoting the value and values of educational athletics. Well, this one might be over. Linden opens the second half with an 84-yard kick return for a touchdown. 41-14, Linden over Corona. Saranac over Potterville, 24-20. Montrose shutting out Byron, 30-0. Score here, 35-0. St. John's leads it over Detroit Community. Fourth down and 10. Hurricane's going to go for it oh, on their own territory. Drop the, drop the shotgun snap. And it's turned over to St. John's. They'll have it at about the 34-yard line. Tony Young and the entire Young family salute all mid-Michigan area athletes. At Young Chevrolet Cadillac and Young Buick GMC, they know it takes teamwork to be successful. So from the Young team to your team, have a great season. Young Chevrolet Cadillac and Young Buick GMC on M21 in Owasso invite you to drive a little and save a lot. Visit them online at youngautosales.com. Young Chevrolet Cadillac and Young Buick GMC are proud supporters of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle. Well, St. John's with it. Caleb Teeples keeps it, spins, and gets across the 30, brought down at about the 29. Looks like he's brought down by Jamin Avery. Yeah, nice little spin move right there by Teeples. Uh, avoid some of that pressure and uh, turn that one into a positive, big-time positive. Yep. And Andy Schmidt, gain. Andy Schmidt giving all his backups plenty of playing yeah, time is. tonight. That's really good to see the kids that practice so hard. You know, practice, football practice really isn't a lot of fun. Underneath yeah. the Friday nights is where the fun is at. Not a game, but practice. <laughs> Here's a running back on a sweep coming this way. That was Aiden Conneville. That'll move the chains. He was brought down by Trey Gene Williams, but it moves the sticks. And we got another injured Hurricane player. Willie Rush is hobbled, and he'll uh, make his way to the sideline. They toss his mouth guard over to him. He says, man, coach, get somebody in for me. <laughs> so it does stop the clock temporarily. They get the sub in, start it back up. 10.23 to go in this one. Man goes in motion away from us for St. John's. They're going from right to left. Quarterback keeper that time, Caleb Teeples on the carry. Takes it inside the 20-yard line to about the 18. Must have saw something there. I'm not sure that was the play called from the sideline. Sometimes if you have an opening up the middle, you just kind of tap the right. center and say, hey, I'm going right behind you, big boy. I think Crumb's still in there at center, but it could be wrong. And we got another injured player down for Detroit, commu Detroit Community. Might be number eight shaken up. That is Shundine Bridges. So while we have the injury timeout, take a listen to this. It's Gilbert's Hardware and Appliances Fall into Saving Sale. You can save over $550 with Gilbert's Do It All Best Fall into Savings Coupons. Just grab the Fall into Savings Coupon book delivered in Sunday's paper or stop by Gilbert's and pick one up today. There's savings on indoor items, outdoor items, tools, insulation kits, cleaning supplies, and so much more. Now's the time to change that furnace filter, and you can save money, too, with Gilbert's Fall into Savings coupons. Hurry in today. The Fall into Savings sale Sunday at Gilbert's Hardware and Appliance on 113 West Main in downtown Owasso. 
Well, Colby Colmesher, his fourth touchdown pass for Linden. They're just rocking Corona, 49-14. to 14. Yikes. After three, Ovid Elsie on top of Durand, 8-6. to six. I haven't seen any Wasso scores What's yet. What's Ovid Elsie's record this year? Ooh, I think if they win tonight, I think it's I think it's four wins. Okay. So they'll be that game against Corona could still get them in the playoffs at five and four. Right. Big matchup down in Farmington is North Farmington taking on Farmington. You know the Farmington Hills Harrison program ended after they closed the school, so players decided where they would go, and some of the former Hawks went to North Farmington, some went to Farmington, and I'm telling you, Mitch Mc, Mick McCabe wrote a pretty good article this week. There was a lot of in-print trash talking oh, yeah. in that one. Yeah, Harrison, you want to talk about a program? Oh. And John Harrington is at one of the schools. I can't remember which one. Uh, he has an assistant coach to one of his longtime assistants that took the head coaching job. I think I think it was at uh, Farmington High is where they're at, but I don't know for sure. Here is the ball carrier, Braden Barrage, on the try up the middle. Maybe a yard. And on the tackle was Jamin Avery. Yeah, Barrage got stood up high and uh, just all of a sudden just kind of pivoted a little bit and traded spots with his uh, with his tackler to gain a yard or two. Absolutely. Nice little spin around move right there. Yeah, and don't forget Three Point Podcast coming up right after this broadcast. You can hear what we, uh, the three of us, Jared, Matt, and myself, all in the media. We have a little show we put together every week, and boy, we had a lot to get into in just the Wolverines, Spartans, and Lions. We had no problem killing an hour. Here is Teeples with a carry. A he nice move. himself, a little spin move. Going to be a little bit short, a couple yards short of the first down. Brought down by Trevante Purifoy. Yeah, he kind of dragged Purifoy east and west a little bit and spun around a little and was able to turn that one into a positive play. Fourth down, I think they might be sending the field goal team out there. It looks like they will. 8.35 to go in this one. So I like off. this move. I like uh, bringing Munger out in, uh, you know, game situations, getting him ready for the playoffs. Like yeah. This. So it'll be a ball put down at about the 23, 33-yard field goal here by Blake Munger. Luke Kudoi looks back at him and says, you ready? Here's the snap. Oh, it's high, and it's blocked. I don't know. Uh, yeah, you can pick that ball up. Gentlemen. Yeah, there was a lot of hurricanes around that ball and right into the eye of the hurricane. St. John's is able to recover that. We have a penalty flag at the five-yard line, but I don't know what uh, Detroit was thinking about there. Yeah. They blocked the ball and just let it roll. One of their guys could have easily picked it off and ran down that far sideline. Yeah. So let's see what this penalty is. The back judge called it. Yeah, it should have been six points for... May have been one of those deals jumping. Personal foul going to go against uh, against Detroit Community. I almost would think it was one of the one of their linebackers went run into the line of scrimmage and you know leaped over the center. Uh huh. So it'll be I believe first down now for St. John's. So the field goal attempt was blocked, but they're going to get the ball back once they get the chains set. No. They're going to put the ball down inside the 10-yard line at about the 8. So first and goal from the 8-yard line. They start the clock up. 
We're at the eight-minute mark. How are we doing on our spots? We fairly well caught up? Ah, we should probably, uh, we're semi, I mean, we're, we're, we'll be all right. Yeah, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. Seven minutes and 50 seconds to go. T formation, double tight ends. Oh, okay, we're good. So here's the handoff. Ball carrier running hard to about the five. That was Berridge on the carry. First one there, Jamario Jones for Detroit Community. Well, they they played hard here, Detroit Community, but just outmanned here tonight. Yeah, big you know? time, big time. Class C school going against a Class A school. Coming off their loss last week against Flint Hamity, but still five wins on the season so far, so if they can pick up a win next week, they're in. Here is Barrage around the right end, takes it into the end zone. Touchdown, St. John's. Five-yard run. Hey, you know, and obviously we're in garbage time, but uh, another score uh, really assisted by some goofy penalties here. Yeah. You know, and uh, that's been part of the story for the Hurricanes tonight. Um, you know, St. John's is obviously uh, quite the better team on top of everything. But, uh, yep. you know, you, you can't shoot yourself in the foot when you're playing a better team either. Well, this uh, PAT brought to you by KP Auto Body, McKenzie and Crosby, Memorial Healthcare, Mercantile, Mercantile Bank, and Mid-State Sales and Service. Kick is off to the right, no good. And I'll tell you what, uh, you know, take away the penalty for a second, but... Uh, Detroit Community has done a really good job of uh, going after that kicker all night long. Yeah, they have. It really has. They've definitely put pressure on yeah. Also yeah. want to send a shout-out to Mint City Excavating, Oaks Fisher Insurance, Postal Connections, and Signature Ford, some of our great advertisers here for this Friday night game. Uh, I want to send a shout-out to the Three Point Podcast. Yeah, baby. The three-generational look at sports and pop culture. And you can subscribe for free to the Three Point Podcast. Ted the Sports Guy, Matt Burns of ESPN, and Jared Fatal of Fox 17 bring you the lively and interesting hot takes every week. Find the show along with uh, Z92.5 game replays on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and other podcast sites. You know, part of our pop culture, we have a little segment called Tedertainment Tonight. And we give reviews on different movies, shows, whatnot. I, uh-huh. I gave a review on... Uh, the Judy Garland show, Judy, with <laughs> Renee Zelliger, and uh, also talked about El Camino. That's the Breaking Bad sequel with Whatever Happened to Jesse. I've told you, uh-huh. check it out. It is just as good yeah. as Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. And also, uh, Jared gave a little review on the movie The Joker, or Joker. 2.4 on our three-point scale, so not bad. Now, did Jared ever see uh, Taxi Driver? I think he might have. He said he was disappointed with the performance of De Niro. Huh. Which, uh, you know, I don't know. That was his only... I, I brought him on to the Godfather series. You uh-huh. know, he was just big time. Oh, here's a kick return. The deep man has some room. Malik Brown on the far side finally oh, takes oh, a pop. Oh, oh, oh. I can't believe he didn't cough that one up, but he took it all the way to the 40-yard line of St. John's. Yeah, great return, but he ended up paying for it in the breadbasket on that one. Taken down at the St. John's 40. I think it was Blake Munger and also, yeah, uh, yeah it was Munger on that tackle. Boy, he, yeah. 
He laid him completely out. He, uh, he's still down. It was a good clean hit right to the midsection. Yeah, he is but still his, down right now. I mean, he is shaking up. His head went back. That was a hard hit. Yeah, Malik Brown with a uh, real nice return, but he paid for it all right. So this portion of the game brought to you again by some of our great sponsors, including Sports Scene, Sportsnet Michigan, Young Buick GMC, Young Chevrolet Cadillac, and Three Point Podcast. Hey, there's nothing better than sitting in the bleachers on a cool Friday night watching your favorite teams battle it out on the gridiron. Aldermans and Lennon and Cub Cadet are another team that loves taking on the competition. Right now, Cub Cadet's complete line of Z-Force and Pro-Z zero-turn mowers, they're in stock and on sale. These hard-hitting Cub Cadet mowers have the competition on the run with great features and great prices. Alderman's on M13 and Lennon is a proud sponsor of high school sports. Online at aldermans.com. And your number one St. John's Red Wings fans, Auto Owners Insurance, and the McKenzie and Crosby Agency is a award-winning combination. They'll work with you to ensure your home, auto, business, and life to keep everything you value safe, sound, secure. Auto Owners Insurance, the no-problem people. Call the McKenzie and Crosby Insurance Agency today, 989-224-2479, or visit mckenziecrosby.net. Mackenzie and Crosby Insurance Agency, your independent auto owner's agents. Well, PW rolling away from Fowler, 41-7, to still about seven minutes to go in that one. Tanner Worth with a 90-yard kickoff return, the latest score. A 20-yard field goal by Cameron Roof puts Portland up 17-14 over Mason. Linden continuing to pound Corona, 56-14. Back to play here, 35 or 41 to nothing, St. John's. Here's a snap. Quarterback takes it. Backup quarterback into the ballgame, showing some good speed around that far end. That's number eight on the carry, Dean Bridges. Fenton takes a lead 21 to 7 over Goodrich. That's at the end of the third quarter. Second down the yard here. Montrose over Byron, 43-7. to Scores are rolling in now, courtesy of Twitter. You can follow me. I'd love to follow at Ted Patel. Here's the run. Ball carrier going to be brought down short. Feel free to send along your comments, how we're doing in these ball games, good or bad. I'm sure that the energy level dropped just a little bit in this one. I mean, Games make the broadcast, folks. We've talked about that before. I mean, it's pretty tough to get excited on a 41 nothing game, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, we do our best. Yeah. I'm excited to hear about Joker. <laughs> you going to go see it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you should ask Jared if he's, if he's ever, like, Taxi Driver and uh, King of Comedy are the two movies everybody's comparing it to. Okay. Well, like I told you, here's the ball carrier run, first down, takes it inside the 25. You're going to be in the media. you gotta, you got to get into some Scorsese. Oh, yeah. Well, he's all about the Godfather, and he likes yeah. De Niro. And I know uh, we got the big, uh, what's the name of the movie? It's going to be on Netflix here. Oh, about. The Irishman? Yeah, I'm looking yeah. forward to that. I hope it lives up to the hype. Oh, I, it has. Oh, yeah. really? All the reviews have all the reviews. already been sweet. Yeah. I can't wait. When's that come out? November? 
think it comes out in the theaters in early November and then Netflix late November, I think. Oh, they don't come out simultaneously. Oh, no. Oh, no. They can't. Huh. I thought that was a made-for-Netflix flick. It is, but they got to put it in the theaters for, oh, for in Oscar LA stuff. for a week for the Oscars. Gotcha, yep, yep. gotcha. But, uh, yeah, Pacino, I think, is playing Hoffer, right? I believe he is, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's got all the biggies for Scorsese. He's yeah. just had a completed pass here to Dariante Brown. Takes it up to about the 23. We're under two minutes to go in this one. Yeah, Pesci, De Niro... You know, Pacino. Yeah. Holy cow. The only one that's not in it is... Uh, uh, Leota? Yeah, that's what I... Well, Leota and uh, DiCaprio. Yeah, yeah. Seems like they could have found a spot for him. Detroit Community calls timeout here with a minute, minute 26 to go. They want to get some points on the board. They'll make that bus ride a lot better. So we got a timeout, 41 to nothing, St. John's. You're number one, St. John's Red Wings fans. Auto Owners Insurance and Allaby and Brubaker Insurance Agency is a winning combination. They'll work with you to insure your home, auto, business, and life to keep everything you value safe, sound, secure. Auto Owners Insurance, the no-problem people. Visit them in St. John's and East Lansing or online at abins.com. Allaby and Brubaker Insurance, your local independent auto owner's agent and a proud supporter of high school sports on Z92.5 The Castle. Well, let's see what Detroit community can do here, Bartman. They would love to get some points on the board. They trail 41 to nothing with a minute 26 to go here in this one. they got a few more plays left in them, it looks like here. Dean Bridges takes the shotgun snap. The left-hander throws one over in the far corner of the end zone, incomplete. That's a bad news for Detroit community because it rolls away and the clock will continue to yeah. run. Yeah, it's going to take a while for the referee to run that one down. Finally, one of the St. John's players forced over to go get the football. <laughs> that takes up some big-time The clock. clock is ticking here. <laughs> so I'm the Red Wing player. I'm walking it up there. Yeah. <laughs> So finally, the referee gets the football, puts it down at the uh, 24. We're under a minute to go. That one more incompletion could do it. Two wideouts go on the far side. We got uh, a couple coming this way. Very well could be the last play of the game. You're listening to WJSZ, Ashley Owasso. Here's the ball carrier putting the head down, nice running hard. Right there. Takes it inside Man. the five, so they may get a chance to get on the board. That was Williams on the carry. Trade Gene Williams if you're Detroit community. Call timeout. Yeah, I don't blame him. 18 seconds to go. Yeah. Nice run right there by Williams, and Williams has had a rough game tonight. But Boy, he put the head down. Yeah, he did. He, he, he dealt the blow. So, timeout uh, again next week. Big night for me. Hopefully I can hold it all together. I'm going to be busy. Not only do my regular job, but I've got a live remote from Ed Arthur, Modern Woodman Fraternal Financial. Looking forward to that. I talked to Ed earlier this week. Seems like a really great guy. He is the sponsor of the Ovid LC Student of the Week. But uh, four to six, a remote. We're going to have all kinds of giveaways. He's got some food trucks coming in. There's going to be games, and it's right there uh, right there at the corner in Ovid, you know, right kitty corner from Tri-Ami. Yeah. The former, I think it was an ice cream shop for yeah. quite a while, like a Dairy Queen. Yep. 
But it's been converted into a very nice office and looking forward to that. And then following that uh, remote, be over at Mark O'Donnell Field for the Corona Cavaliers and Ovid Elsie Marauders. Well, Detroit community with the ball. Looking to try and put some points on the board. They take the snap. The quarterback, Bridges, gets it. Brought down yeah. at the five. The defense for St. John's digging in. Let's see if they, they finally call. Are, yep, they're going to call another timeout. That's their last timeout. So, are, so very well could be the last play of the game. Any standouts from this season, Bart? The, you know, big games, anything jump out at you? I know the Cronowasso game. Cronowasso was pretty anticlimactic. But, you know, even the anticlimactic games have big moments. Yeah. And, you know, for, for me, it was uh, Corona forcing that fumble on the five and, and then turning it into a 95-yard touchdown one play right. later. School record I mean, run by yeah. Gabe Bombchen. Yeah, I mean, anticlimactic the game was, yeah, but there's there's always those cool moments even in a game like that. Yeah. So, and, you know, I'm, you make the best of what you can get. I mean, we, we get a lot of blowouts until, you know, we get deep into the playoffs. That's true. Like. Well, the thing that stands out to me this year has been the weather situation. We've had two games this year interrupted by bad weather and lightning. Well, one game uh, well, one played two early. days and one we had to start early, yeah. Yeah. Uh-oh, the quarterback goes back to throw, throws one up, picked off. Uh-oh, uh, could be a 96-yarder. But the defensive lineman that picked that off is brought down at about the 30. C.J. Crum, the linebacker, picked it off, and it'll be back to St. John's, but they're going to pick up the big 41 to nothing win. With that, we're going to send things back to the studios, let you listen to some important messages. We'll be back here for the game recap. Are you ready for some football? Check out the newest edition of High School Sports Scene. You'll find photos and stories on local teams and student athletes. Grab a copy at your favorite high school or on the newsstands today. For schedules, previews, feature stories, and more, pick up our latest issue or check us out at highschoolsportscene.com. Z92.5 The Castle is a proud supporter of high school sports and sports scene. Hello, Applebee Oil and Propane. Hello, is Arnold there? Uh, son, there's no Arnold working here. This is Applebee Oil and Propane. Arnold doesn't work anywhere. But this is Applebee Oil and Propane. Why would your friend Arnold be here, son? Well, I told him that you had something for everyone, and he wants a new brother. Well, we can help everyone with propane gas needs. We can install your tank for free and offer a price guarantee program along with a budget plan and more options. If you need propane for your grill, we can help. Plus, we offer oil, gasoline, and fuel oil. But if he really wants a new brother, I think Arnold needs to talk to his parents. Well, okay, I'll tell Arnold. Put him on. There's no Arnold working here. This is Applebee Oil and Propane. Arnold doesn't work anywhere. Since 1975, we've got something for everyone. Applebee Oil and Propane. In Ovid, call 800-882-0876. And in St. John's, call 800-200-3378. Much like the weather, your life could change at the drop of a hat. Don't be caught unprepared. You don't know what will happen tomorrow. But no matter what happens, you can make sure your loved ones are provided for with a life insurance policy from Auto Owners Insurance. 
Meet with a local independent agent and secure a policy now to rest easy knowing you're protecting the ones you love. Hi, this is Jenny Martin from the Ovid Service Agency. And this is Luke Martin. We offer a wide range of policies to fit your insurance needs. Stop in and see us in downtown Ovid or give us a call at 989-834-2288. You can also visit us at ovidserviceagency.com and make sure to like us on Facebook. All of us at the Ovid Service Agency would like to thank you for choosing us as your local independent auto owner's agent. At Mercantile Bank, we absolutely love what you do, which we understand often includes more than just banking. From large and small towns to fireworks, football games, and parades, you make our slice of Michigan a wonderful place to be. We love where we live and couldn't choose better neighbors to build a community with. Thank you for all that you do to make this such a special place and for letting us play along. Mercantile gets it. Member FDIC. At your Chessening Family Rexall Pharmacy, they're more than just your hometown pharmacy. They're a place to shop for a unique selection of Michigan-made crafts, handbags and gifts, one-of-a-kind jewelry, candles, and now they have Michigan-made all-natural products from Dirty Girl Farms. It's the place to start your day with a great cup of coffee, beanery coffee, a latte or hot chocolate for the road, or to enjoy at home. Their custom gift baskets are the perfect gift for birthdays, anniversaries, or just to say thank you. You can choose your items, and the friendly staff will create a perfect gift basket for any occasion. They feature a wide variety of quality wines, craft beers, and liquors at state minimum prices. At Family Rexall Pharmacy, you're more than a customer. You're family. Their full-service pharmacy offers experienced, caring pharmacists ready to answer your questions and fill your prescription quickly. Plus, you can also grab those much-needed last-minute grocery items quickly and conveniently while you wait. Family Rexall Pharmacy, where pets are always welcome, on the corner of Broad and Saginaw Streets in Chessonen. Waking up with Geronimo in the morning. Have a great weekend. Coming up on Monday's morning show on Daily Dilemma. Have you ever had feelings for someone who put you in the friend zone? Over half of us say yes. How do you navigate that? We'll talk about it Monday morning. Plus all the entertainment buzz with Hollywood Hotline. Idiot of the day and useless history fact. Wake up with a smile on your face. If something sounds funny on your radio in the morning. It's me. Geronimo in the morning. It's an acquired taste. Z92.5 The Castle. Well, welcome back to the St. John's Red Wing Press Box. We're going to have a quick recap as the lights are going to be going out on us here in a minute. Uh, the first quarter, it was all St. John's, 28 to nothing. they led. Brock Miller had a touchdown run. Jamin Medlock took one in from 15 yards out, and then Miller two more, 14 and 45. All four PATs good by Blake Munger. Red Wings then scored in the second quarter on a five-yard pass from uh, Kudwa to Jamin Medlock. The PAT made it 35 nothing. He started the second half in the mercy rule, never looked back, and then the Red Wings capped it all off with a five-yard Braden Barrage run. PAT was no good, but 41 to nothing in the final. How about any stats? Anything jump out, or you got anything? Well, the big thing that jumps out, of course, is uh, 35 to nothing at the end of the second half. Uh, you know, we talk about your drive of the game, Ted, and we're going to go right to the, uh, the first drive, first scoring drive for the Red Wings, uh, capped off by a three-yard run by Brock Miller. Um, they never looked back. They never looked back, and uh, the Hurricanes never recovered. So that's got to be our drive of the game. Brought to you by Young Chevrolet Cadillac, Buick GMC on M21 in Owasso, saluting all mid-Michigan athletes. Drive on in or go online 
at youngautosales.com. And speaking of Brock Miller. There you go. I mean. I'm right with you. <laughs> I, I can't think of anybody. I mean, some other good contributions. Uh, Kudwa was great tonight. And, uh, of course, uh, Jamin Medlock, uh, one rushing touchdown, one receiving touchdown. And uh, one of the sweetest plays, you're, one of the sweetest passing plays you're ever going to see in a high school football game from uh, Kudwa to, to uh, uh, Medlock. So, but Brock Miller, 121 yards. And this is one half of football, Ted. 121 yards, three touchdowns, and on defense also getting an interception. Yeah, got to call him the player of the game tonight. Brought to you by Three Point Podcast. Three guys, three generations, three hot takes. Hey, listen to the latest show immediately following tonight's game, and that's just a couple of minutes away. Yep. We're going to get this thing wrapped up. Just a reminder, next Friday night, kind of a doubleheader. I have a live remote, 4 to 6 o'clock at the Ed Arthur Modern Woodman Fraternal Financial Offices, kitty corner of the old Knicks Triami. Hope you can see me there. We'll have a lot of giveaways and all kinds of fun. We'll be talking with different people. Come on out. And then following that, 7 o'clock, over to LC at home, Mark O'Donnell Field taking on the Corona Cavaliers. Corona got a thumping tonight by Linda, Linden, so uh, over to LC still holding on to some playoff hopes. So that'll be our game next week, and with that, I'm going to slide things over to my partner, Bart Matthews, in the final words. All right, well, thank you very much, Ted, and big thanks going out to our good friend, Gorgeous George, back in the studio for holding things down, and of course, uh, the uh, St. John's Athletic Department, and... Uh, Always great job hosting us here at the uh, the stadium here. So big thanks going out to uh, some of our sponsors as well. Aldermans and Lennon, Alibi and Brubaker Insurance, Appleby Oil and Propane, Beck's Trailer Superstore and Service Center, CLH Insurance, Fast Eddie's, Farrell's Tree Trimming and Removal, Gilbert's Hardware and Appliance, Graham's Accounting, Hub Tire Center, KP Auto Body, McKenzie and Crosby, Memorial Healthcare, Merchantile Bank, Mid-State Sales and Service, Mid-City Excavating, Oaks Fisher Insurance, Postal Connections, The Deal Zone at Signature Ford Owasso, Sports Scene, Sportsnet Michigan, Young Buick GMC, and Young Chevrolet Cadillac. So for Ted Fatal and Gorgeous George back at the studio, this is Bart Matthews wishing everybody a sweetest weekend. Have a good time, and I will talk to you next Friday night. Your final score one more time. The St. John's Red Wings, 41. Detroit Community Hurricanes, nothing. Welcome to the Ultimate Pizza Showdown. In this corner, the reigning champ, Main Street Pizza, with its huge top gooey cheese and fresh dough. And in the other corner, some other pizza looking kind of weak with wimpy pepperoni and almost no cheese on top. The judges take a bite of Main Street Pizza. And the scores? 10, 10, 10. Now, it's the challenger's turn. Ooh, the judges don't look very happy. The scores are in. Two, three, two. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a winner. In the unanimous knockout, Main Street Pizza wins again. Main Street Pizza invites you to choose a better slice. 
The dough, sauce, and cheese are made fresh right on site. So your pie is created from scratch, start to finish. Go with a traditional favorite or try delicious Main Street specialty pizza, like the chicken fajita or BLT. Pick up a take-and-bake pizza in any size, perfect for families on the go, made fresh to order. Try a Main Street sub loaded with meat or some delicious salad, breadsticks, chicken wings, and lasagna. Don't forget, you get a free individual pizza on your birthday. Main Street Pizza in St. John's, Ovid, Carson City, Corona, Fowler, and St. Louis. Fresh, delicious, and covered in toppings. Baked in an old Italy-style brick oven. Choose a better slice. Main Street Pizza. Rivals Tap House and Grill is the area's go-to spot for the best in food and drink. Meet up with your friends and catch your favorite sporting events on over 20 high-def flat-screen TVs. And our 120-inch projection screen. Rivals can handle your large or small parties and is an awesome spot to put on your fundraising events. Weekly food and drink specials including gourmet burgers, wings, pizza, homemade soup and salads. Rivals also stocks a large selection of craft and domestic brews. Rivals Tap House and Grill, the official gathering spot of three-point podcast located on the corner of Shiawassee and M21 in Corona. 85, 90, 95, 100. Looking for items to buy or sell? Look no further than SheridanAuctionService.com. We will solve your problem. Bring Sheridan Realty and auction your items, and we will market them all over the country and get them sold. If you are looking to buy items, we can help with that, too. Call today, 989-720-SELL. It's fast, easy, and we get results. SheridanAuctionService.com. Buy or sell, we'll get it done for you. Call 989-720-SELL. You'll do better with Sheridan. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to episode 91 of Three Point Podcast. Three sports guys from three different generations with three different hot takes. On the phone is Matt Burns of ESPN in Charlotte, North Carolina, and Jared Patel of Grand Valley State University and Fox 17 TV in Grand Rapids. I'm Ted Patel of Sportsnet Michigan and Z92.5 The Castle. Our partners include Main Street Pizza with locations throughout Min, Michigan, the Corona Connection, Rivals Tap House and Grill, Sheridan Auction Service, Card Service Michiana, and Promec Engineering. Our Sportsnet Michigan Radio Network syndication teammates include Sports Radio Detroit and WJSZ. If you like what you hear, help us continue to grow and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, SoundCloud, other great podcast hosting sites. You can also follow us and hit us up with your comments and questions on social media at Three Point Pod. Well, we had quite a week as Michigan underwhelmed in Champaign, MSU melted down in Madison, and the Lions were, well, the Lions in Monday Night Football. We're going to get it rolling right after these important messages. What comes to mind when you hear the words Main Street Pizza? Mm-mm. Yep, pretty much. You might even start drooling a little. If you're craving authentic, delicious pizza loaded with toppings, Main Street Pizza invites you to choose a better slice. Baked old style in brick ovens. The dough, sauce, and cheese are made fresh right on site. So your pie is created from scratch, start to finish. Ditch the reheated prepackaged dough and take a bite of pizza perfection. Go with a traditional favorite or try a delicious Main Street specialty pizza like the chicken fajita or BLT. 
Pick up a take-and-bake pizza in any size, perfect for families on the go. Made fresh to order. You take it home and bake it when you want for a fresh pizza any night of the week. Try a Main Street sub loaded with meat or some delicious salad, breadsticks, chicken wings, and lasagna. Don't forget, Main Street Pizza gives you a free individual pizza on your birthday. Main Street Pizza in St. John's, Ovid, Carson City, Corona, Fowler, and St. Louis. Fresh, delicious, and dripping with toppings. Baked in an old Italy-style brick oven. Choose a better slice. Main Street Pizza. Hashtag yummy. Just want to remind you, Advanced Elevator Company, they feature top expert field technicians for installation, troubleshooting, and repair of elevators, an area business leader, and a longtime supporter of the Corona Public Schools and a proud partner of Three Point Podcast. This week, Advanced Elevators salutes the Cavalier football team who downed Owasso 42-21, led by Gabe Baumchen, school record 95-yard end-around run. And speaking of Corona, Corona Connection. Dot com knows it's great to be gold. Keep up to date on all that is Corona at CoronaConnection.com. Matt, start us off. I mean, the big topic, we're recording this on Tuesday. I mean, I was tired as hell last night after the Lions game, but I so wanted to come to the studio. I wanted to text you guys and say, hey, let's record it right now. That would have been cool. That would have been the perfect chance to do uh, whatever, an on-the-spot pod, and just whether it's midnight or 1 in the morning, to get our true feelings out because – I've definitely cooled down a little bit. I was pretty fired up yesterday or last night. But, I mean, it's, you know, we all know that saying that Detroit versus everybody, and now it's turned into Detroit versus the referees. And, I mean, we all know that there are a number of games and situations. It always seems like the Lions get the short end of the stick. I mean, I know it happens to a lot of other teams. We talked about a lot last playoffs with the Saints against the Rams, and that, that was legitimate. It just seems like the Lions are always on the short end of the stick, and I'm the middleman on this podcast. I kind of fall down the middle on this topic. I, Without a doubt, I mean, the NFL came out and apologized, said that some of those calls were wrong. They got screwed over by the refs. You, you can't get around that. Blown calls, they got screwed over by the refs. But the Lions also left a lot of points on the board that they could have scored touchdowns. They settled for field goals. Hawk dropped a touchdown. Kerryon Johnson dropped that pass. So, the Lions are just as much to blame as the refs for what happened last night. But the people that are like, you cannot blame the refs. This is all the Lions. This is a situation where the Lions, the refs straight up job the Lions out of that win. Why, why do I get my hopes up? I'm sure you're in the same boat as me, where we both said before this year, we don't care. They kind of suck. We're kind of punting on this season already. But what do they do? They bring me back in, uh, just like the Godfather. They bring me back in just when I think I'm out. They pull me back in. And that's what this damn Lions team did to me. I haven't been this pissed off after a game since probably Michigan versus Ohio State in 2016 when we got screwed over the rest that time. But I don't know about you guys. Lions fan, Detroit Tigers fan, Detroit fans in general, there's one thing we're damn good at. And that's ruin, ruining a referee's life. <laughs> just ask Jim Joyce. <laughs> so I am taking a call to action. I want this referee's head on a stake, on the Lions Ford Field, the goalpost. That is the only way that we are going to get restitution for what just happened to us. We got embarrassed on national TV. Now, my favorite day of the year is always whenever the Lions are talked about in the mainstream media, the mainstream sports, where I can turn on ESPN and I know they're going to be talking about them. The last time this happened was after we beat the Giants on Monday Night Football about three or four years ago. I was looking forward to today. But then guess what? Because of these refs, not only did we lose, 
But now all I heard about today was the damn refs. Not about how Matthew Stafford turned back the clocks. He's looking good. Not about how Matt Patricia might be a good coach. Not about just Justin Coleman, how he's a great corner. No, all I heard about was these refs. And for that reason, we need the blood. Yeah, no, I, I take a little different take on it. I think the fault here, this is... You, my, you don't want blood? I don't want blood of a human referee, no. Mm -hmm. I want blood from the NFL itself. I mean, let's look at it this way. Why do they have instant replay rules? They tweaked it last year, but why don't they go all the way? I, I've seen the different comments. If you're going to have instant replay to correct human error, and, and let's face it, it wasn't, if, if, if you're going full speed, right, and a guy puts his hand up right below the neck, it's pretty easy to make that mistake. You know, and again, I'm not giving him a complete pass on that, but why on earth in the NFL, in the last two minutes of the game, with the coach used his timeouts, so it doesn't matter because the league has to review any, any replay anyway, but why on a penalty in a crucial situation, why can't a guy up in the box be the judge on all controversial calls? I mean, it wouldn't take much longer, would it? No, to me, to me, it's a it's a complete no-brainer. Like to the point that you're making, we immediately when a penalty is called, what happens? The referees usually huddle up. They talk about what the penalty is, what the number is, who it's on, whether the team's going to decline or accept. So you know, there's usually a good whatever you want to say, 15, 20 seconds right there before the call is made. Maybe it's because I work in games where we roll the replays and everything. And sometimes we'll sit there immediately and we roll back, and within 10 or 15 seconds, we've watched that play three or four times. We have the technology. I know people say, like, oh, then you're going to start reviewing every play. and It's not that. Any flag that is thrown, there is no reason with the technology that we have. There can't be, you know, they're calling it a sky judge. There can't be a sky judge who can quickly, boom, look at it one or two times. Most calls, one or two looks, you can tell whether it's a holding or you know, a pass interference or whatever. Look at it, boom, yep, it's a good penalty, call it. Or last night with Trey Flowers, it would have been, no, that's not illegal hands to the face, pick up the flag, boom, done. It's not going to slow the game down. And then you're not getting what we're getting today, like Jared's talking about. Instead of talking about a pretty entertaining football game, all of the talk is about the referees and how the Lions got screwed over. So get the call right. Like, I think that's what most people would want. What do you guys think? Because I think if I was a Martian, and you just dropped me in the middle of this game, and I was watching what Trey Flowers did, I would look at that and think that that's definitely a penalty. The way he was grabbing a guy's shoulder pad and basically punching him in the throat, although it might not be in the rule book, it certainly looked like a penalty to me. That's just what I thought. Well, if you just watch that, that, that no what, rule book, it looks like a penalty. That's what's crazy is Trey Flowers, and I, I tweeted out from the Three Point Podcast Twitter page, at Three Point Pod, the clip of when that second penalty happened. And Joe Tessitore on the, the broadcast, he said, Trey Flowers has two illegal hands-to-the-face penalties in his whole career. This is his fifth season. Both of them were last night. Yep. Trey Flowers has played, he played four years in New England. This is his first year in Detroit. Never got called for that penalty ever before. And he even said he's played the same way his whole career. Marcus Spears on a show uh, on High Noon today, he said, that technique that you're talking about right there, Jared, he said that that's taught. That's a taught arm bar technique to defensive linemen. Trey Flowers isn't the only guy in the league doing that. He did that the whole game last night. He's done it his whole career. Why on two plays, two third downs that the Lions got stopped, did the, the ref throw the flag there? That, that's what makes it look shady. And 
I don't think the fix is in. I'm not sitting here saying, like, the Packers paid off the refs. I'm not going that far. It's just an egregiously terrible blown call by those referees in a bad spot for the Lions. Yeah, there were a few in that game. And, you know, before we keep our talking here on the Lions game, we do encourage people to send us comments. Hit us up at Twitter, Instagram, whatever, at 3PointPod. Here's a comment from Casey at Mr underscore Smythe 182 he says media members often say well human error is part of the game but does it have to be no refs are obviously going to make mistakes but why does the NFL allow game swinging penalties to be missed how disgusting is it to read the memo the NFL inevitably sends out seemingly every other week explaining how they missed the call or they shouldn't have okay thanks what's the point fix it in the moment Big plays are examined at officiating headquarters, so why can't plays as egregious as the hands to the face or 13 men on the field last night be monitored by HQ as well? It seems like an easy fix. Am I missing something here? Why are we at the mercy of human referee error when in reality we don't have to be? Well, Casey kind of went along with what I was talking about. I mean, they got the technology. They have, you know, video replays already but why do they put a limit on it ted you have definitely and i don't have this you know saved away i don't have a ted memory bank okay but something tells me you've definitely complained about replays and how long they take and how it's made the games unwatchable how you have to dvr it probably one of the reasons why you do dvr so you can skip through it so uh, now you're just flip-flopping because of, you, you just sound hypocritical now that you're flip-flopping because it happened Oh, come on. It's not flip-flopping when the league makes the rule change to go to replays. Am I am I 100% on board with replays? Probably am now. Was I at the beginning? No. I would prefer it. Either you don't have replays and just go back to the human referees reffing it, you know, or do replays or do replays like you should. Like Matt said even. It takes it's very simple to get the views and make the right call. You know what I don't want is you see it. You saw it last night when, as soon as that game was over and the Lions had just lost, every Lions fan on Twitter was going back and rewatching the game. And anything that was any some some sort of a penalty, they were saying how the refs missed that call. That's what I don't want. There could be well, a penalty, and I know that's cliche. They, they say there could be a penalty on every play. I think that that's part of the the argument or the discussion is like you're talking about, Jared. All the replays that could happen. Obviously, you're not going to replay every single play. You're not going to send every single play up to the booth and have them look at it. I'm saying any flag that is thrown could easily be looked at by the Sky Judge, just like the rule they made a few years ago where every scoring play is reviewed. I remember when they made that rule, people started complaining, saying, oh, man, it's going to slow the game down so much. Are you really going to review every play? Well, sometimes it takes one look to see that, yep, that's a touchdown. Sometimes it takes maybe two or three looks to, you know, a couple different angles, and then you see it's a touchdown. And now we don't even notice it. Like, guys, you know, touchdowns are scored, and we don't even think about it getting looked at because it's just part of the game, and the game still flows along. I think it would still do that. You're only looking at the penalties that are thrown, the flags that are thrown. So, of course, there's going to be other plays that just aren't called, like that pass interference on Marvin Jones. You know, that one maybe wouldn't be able to be reviewed because the flag wasn't thrown. And that's one of the human error ones, I guess, that we're going to argue about the next day. But I think you mentioned it earlier, Ted, like these refs are human, and we have to remember that this stuff, these guys are flying around so fast. This is so bang, bang. When you're on the field, a lot of times these guys are like the refs are sprinting or backpedaling, trying to watch the play, 
these dudes are so fast, so big and strong and everything. And we're, we, we get to see it in, like, super slow-mo at four different angles. So we see the replays. Oh, my God, that's pass interference. How did you miss that? And it's like, how, did the, how would the ref be able to see that? You know, so I think sometimes people have to remember that. Watching this thing in real speed is a little different than watching five different angles in super slow-mo. Yeah, and let me direct this question at Jared. And maybe you'll remember we talked. Here we go. <laughs> maybe you remember we talked about a similar topic. And when I brought up the point that I think in the final two minutes of the game, plays that are called, you know, penalties that are missed are more important than during the regular part of the game. Do you still agree with that? Because if that penalty wouldn't have been called, Green Bay kicks the field goal. Yeah, Detroit has no timeouts left, but you got Stafford with a minute and a half to take it downfield for a Prater game-winning field goal. Do you still think that penalties aren't more crucial, mistakes aren't more crucial in the final two minutes of an NFL game? It kind of sounds like you're putting words in my mouth. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm picking your brain. Do you, do you remember know, having that? Do you still think that penalties not in the last two minutes are not as you The way you worded it was as if I had said that. Okay, well, correct me then. Tell me how, what your viewpoint was, because I remember talking about it maybe six, eight weeks ago. I think it depends on what, what the play is, because I would say that the carry-on Johnson, the dropped first down that was overturned, that's a pretty damn important play. I would argue that that's almost as important as those two Trey Flowers penalties. But I do, yeah, it's definitely more important. You're going to remember the, the, the penalties that happen in the final two minutes. But as to, like, Matt's point, so I think what refs would do, if everything was reviewed, every flag was reviewed, then if they are even somewhat wishy-washy on a play, they're just going to throw a flag and then say, oh, we'll just review it afterward. Because they don't want to be the Jim Joyce who missed it. And I think that that's going to be, whereas it doesn't seem like there's going to be more penalties, it's going to slow the game down. And I'm fine with the. I think I'm fine with the way they're doing it now. Okay, commissioner. I think it should be the two minutes. Maybe the last two minutes they should review penalties. I agree with. I think that's where you're going with this, Ted. Yeah. The last two minutes. Yep. It should be reviewed. Okay, well, that's a fair compromise. So, so you're saying, Commissioner Jared of the NFL, leave it as it is, or maybe just tweak it to review the final two minutes. Is that what you're saying? No it's other really changes. Like it's broken. I, I would. Say, you know, it, it, I think it should be the whole game because now I'm thinking, like, oh, what if something happens to a five? at two minutes and five seconds. Oh, they can't review it because it's, it happened at two of the 205 mark. I think it, it, you got to review the entire game. you got to review each penalty. I think Matt's suggestion is the right way to do it. It's just not perfect. I mean, it's never going to be perfect. The game's going to get slowed down. The overall quality of the game is going to hurt, but you're not going to have the Monday morning where everyone just can't shut up about how bad the refs were. Okay, how about, an, never gonna have that. How about another idea then? Maybe uh, instead of reviewing every penalty you know, from the skybox, which I still think is a pretty good solution, um, maybe tweak a little bit on the coach's challenge. You know, Maybe give them three challenges or maybe let them challenge in the last two minutes. I don't know. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, I definitely think the coaching challenge thing needs to be, I don't know, improved, if that's the right word. But, yeah, maybe give them a couple more challenges. Because, like, people were saying that, that Marvin Jones pass interference that was missed, that Patricia should have challenged that, and then maybe a pass interference would have been called. But, you know, who knows what would have happened there. Because then there, there's the other side to that, too. Like, people were, like, bagging on Patricia. How do you not challenge that? Well, he might not have even seen that play, first of all. So maybe that's on his coaches up in the booth who were able to look at it and see a replay or something to then tell him, like, hey, man, you might want to challenge that. It might have been past interference. So who knows how that would have went. I, I think it was Jared or something mentioned, or I, someone mentioned about whether the refs are being held accountable, like the calls that they make. And yeah. that's kind of one of the problems that I have with this whole situation is 
it's really strange to me, and maybe I mentioned this last year during that Saints debacle in the playoffs, that the refs can have so much power, so much influence over these games, make terrible calls, make good calls, you know, whatever, and then you just never hear from them again. Like, you know, if Stafford throws a game-ending inter- interception or, say, Crosby missed that kick, immediately they have to go to the media and answer questions. They have to be in front of the cameras, answer questions. Why would you do this? Why would you do that? Coaches, you know, whatever. Why, why are these refs not being held accountable for the, the calls, good or bad, that they make? You know, I'm sure they have a boss or, you know, whatever. They have a, a union, a community, whatever you want to say, that they evaluate how good referees are. But that, that's part of the problem to me is it's like you have these refs that have such a big influence on these games, never have to answer any questions, never have to say, like, hey, this is what I saw, this is what we were told to call, or, you know, anything like that. And, you know, maybe it's part of the problem of having these refs being part-time employees. Maybe the NFL needs to muster up some of that $25 billion they make and hire full-time referees. Matt, you were referencing that they should be held accountable, that someone said something along those lines. Uh, I said that his head should be put on Ford Field goalpost <laughs> is what I was referencing, where he should be held accountable. When a ref's doing their job, they like no one wants the refs to be, you know, personalities, I guess. The, I don't, anyway. And I feel like once you open them up to get criticized, where their names are out there, maybe you're mentioning maybe they have to answer like interviews and stuff like that, they're not invisible, which is what they should be if they're doing their job right. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know if I want that. I just wonder what really does go on behind closed doors at NFL headquarters and the head of referees. I mean, after that game last night, i got to believe that uh, that they were called in an office and, you know, there was, however you want to say it, demerits or whatever. But do you think we're going to see those refs move on and get plum playoff gigs, you know, if, if they continue to make calls like that? I think that's the only recourse that we would hope that the NFL has against bad refereeing. I don't know, but I have to assume, being uh, you know the multi-billion dollar business that it is, that they got the league at least has to hold them accountable in some sort of way, don't they? I mean, yeah, that's my point. Is like, do they? I mean, yeah, are, are these refs, if, if they're deemed to make, whatever, five incorrect calls, does that mean they don't get to do a game the following weekend? Or... You know, do they not get to do the Super Bowl or playoffs if they have so many missed calls or something like that? You right. know, I have no idea. I would, I would hope so, because otherwise it's like, eh, they're, they're like sitting at the bar after the game last night, like, hey, did you see all those calls I blew? Eh, it's just the Lions. Who cares? You know, like, they should be held accountable for something because players, coaches, everyone else is, and they're the ones being affected by these these refs blowing calls. The other thing we're missing is. And obviously, we've talked about the refs. We know the referees were not good in that game. But as I tweeted, as as you can see, I don't know if you saw it, Jared. I was still awake watching the game, not on the DVR. I had a miserable night of sleep, by the way. I could not go to sleep <laughs> after that. And uh, sleep apnea mask didn't work. Didn't work very good, no. But uh, lionized on national TV. And let's face it, yeah, the referees, huge, huge part of the reason the Lions lost that game. But again. Field goals when you got to get touchdowns, mistakes, 12 men on the field, this and that. I mean, I really think this Lion team, I hate to say it, I think they're pretty good, but it's the Lion syndrome. It's killing them. I was just thinking that, yeah, I'll, I'll get to Ted's question, but Matt, like when you kind of painted the picture of the ref going to the bar after the game, like, hey, did you guys see all those calls I blew? That ref definitely went to a bar outside of Lambeau Field and got laid. That's <laughs> Back. I got laid after that. And, but answering what you said, yeah, the Lions, 
I mean, when you settle for five field goals, we're lucky that Matt Prater is just – is he the best kicker in the league? I'm pretty sure he is. I he's think a damn so. good kicker. But, yeah, you can't settle for field goals against the Packers. And, and it's, we should have blown them out. You look at the Packers' skill positions, they might have had the worst skill position players in the entire league last night without the Devontae Adams. Aaron Rodgers looked like he was about to explode. He hit the face mask of about ten different Green Bay wide receivers. <laughs> and it's and you look at how they, they fumbled the Green Bay fumbled. They should have had a touchdown and instead the line uh, Justin Coleman picked it off and went fifty yards the opposite direction. I mean, we really after that first quarter and at halftime when we were only up thirteen to seven, that's when you knew we're in trouble. Absolutely. Because we should have been up twenty one or twenty eight zero. No half. doubt. No doubt. I, I the Kool Aid stayed in the cupboard because I knew things weren't gonna be ending up real well. Yeah, when they hit that, you know, it was such an awesome way to start the game. Flea flicker, 66-yard bomb to Kenny Galladay. He got caught from behind. Would have, would have been cool to see him score. But what happened the very next play? Fumbled the ball, but they recovered. Short run, field goal. And, you know, it was just like I'm looking at the box score. They had 56 yards rush, rushing, you know, no touchdown passes for Stafford. You know, so right, they, they started off hot, and it was, it was looking good. But they definitely shot themselves in the foot, and the offense sputtered after the first quarter. So, like like I open up, they, they're as much the Lions are as much to blame as the refs. But you know, you, you can go both ways. It doesn't have to be so extreme one way or the other. Yeah. No, no, no. That's the rational way to look at it. The unrational way, and the way that I hope that the rest of the Detroit Lions fan base is, we need this guy's goddamn head on a stake. <laughs> you, I mean, it, it's just. I don't know about you guys, but when that game ended and Mason Crosby kicked that field goal in and ran and jumped into the crowd and the crowd just exploded, I would have been fine if Lambeau Field was, if we locked the doors and Lambeau Field was burnt to the ground that night. I have never been that pissed after a game. Just, I don't know how long. It's just unbelievable. Just gets my nerves going just thinking about it. Did you lose sleep? Did you lose sleep too? I slept horrible. Me too. I slept horrible last night. And I didn't see the Lambeau leap, man. As soon as that field goal went in, TV was off. That was it. (laughs) Yeah, it was disgusting, and even Aaron Rodgers was interviewed on the field. Oh, right I didn't after. want to see that. Yeah, he said something along the lines of, like, you know, they asked, like, how did you feel coming back from this, the deficit or whatever, and he was like, I didn't feel like we actually won the game or we were going to win until that kick went through. Like, to me, that's him saying, like, they were getting beat the whole game and, you know, didn't feel like they were going to win until that kick went through because that's what it felt like. So, you know, Lions actually played well. The defense played good enough to win that game. The offense just couldn't keep up, and then, you know, the penalties didn't help, but the offense couldn't score enough points. And yeah. So here we are, you know, people are, like, trying to put, like, a, a spin on it, like, this is a good Lions team. Keep keep believing this is a good Lions team, and they're sitting at 2-2-1. Two, two, and one. I was just going to ask you that question. I mean, after watching them, you know, we've seen them compete against Kansas City. Now maybe that was a little bit of smoke and mirrors the way they played the last couple of weeks, but they played well against Kansas City. You know, since that first game, they've actually played pretty well, and, and you're saying it perfectly. But 2-2-1, two, two and one, a devastating loss last night. Can they rebound from that and still put together a halfway decent season, 500 or maybe a game above, or is this going to all crumble? I mean, it's going to be up to Patricia, but what are your guys' gut feeling the Lions go I think they can go 500, okay. but it's just it, it's just the thing where it, it's it's what it's like with a lot of Lions teams. Usually, it's we're a bad team that's a player two away from being an average team. This year, we're an average team that's a player two away from being a great team. And, and, and if this you're telling me if this Lions team doesn't start off beating the Chiefs, beating 
the Green Bay Packers that we're not the most confident team probably in the entire league, and, and that just translates to being a better team. Yeah, I think it does. And, and the fact that we're two two and one, this is just another average team. Well, even that, and, I, and, I, and the way I look at it is, if we win a playoff game this year, it's a success. I, I, I really don't think we're going to make the playoffs. This is the way we're in a tough division. We're currently in the last in our division. Right, it's crazy to think about from first to last with that loss. Well, that's the thing. You look at that game alone. I mean, Lions were on the verge of becoming. You know, one of the real big stories of the in the NFL. They win that game. I mean, there was already a lot of love in the pregame stuff. I don't know if you noticed know. that. And they go from from being one of the big stories for being successful for being the big story because of the refs. <laughs> it's just, it's just the Lions. I mean, hashtag 57. Hashtag since 57. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. What the hell is Matt Patricia's hat, by the way? 1934. Is that when the Lions were started? That's the stupidest hat. Before. Yeah, that's when they started. So. Am I the only one yeah, I, actually, I thought it was a pretty cool hat, to be honest with you. Oh, my God. I've yeah, noticed it, but I knew what it was. Style. Yeah. That's why I do love that style. All right. I think enough on the Lions. You know, we spent 30 minutes on it. We still have an interesting story out of East Lansing and Michigan, so we'll get to that here in just a second. Welcome to the Ultimate Pizza Showdown. In this corner, the reigning champ, Main Street Pizza, with its huge toppings of gooey cheese and fresh dough. And in the other corner, some other pizza looking kind of weak with wimpy pepperoni and almost no cheese on top. The judges take a bite of Main Street Pizza. And the scores? 10! 10! 10! Now, it's the challenger's turn. Ooh, the judges don't look very happy. The scores are in. 2, 3, 2. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a winner. In the unanimous taco, Main Street Pizza wins again. Main Street Pizza invites you to choose a better slice. The dough, sauce, and cheese are made fresh right on site. So your pie is created from scratch, start to finish. Go with a traditional favorite or try delicious Main Street specialty pizza, like the chicken fajita or BLT. Pick up a take-and-bake pizza in any size, perfect for families on the go, made fresh to order. Try a Main Street sub loaded with meat or some delicious salad, breadsticks, chicken wings, and lasagna. Don't forget, you get a free individual pizza on your birthday. Main Street Pizza in St. John's, Ovid, Carson City, Corona, Fowler, and St. Louis. Fresh, delicious, and covered in toppings. Baked in an old Italy-style brick oven. Choose a better slice. Main Street Pizza. Well, Jared, why don't you start us off on a little conversation about the green and white of Michigan State. if the Lions ever won the Super Bowl, where it's just, you, you kind of thought it would feel better than it does. You know, watching Michigan State just get obliterated by Wisconsin, watching D'Antonio just a shell of a man at that postgame presser, just getting angry over a fair question. It, it, it's just one of those things, I wanted Michigan State to be respectable. You know, I wanted this team to be good when they're going to that Michigan game. The fact that they just seem to have lost all their juju, Mark, Mark D'Antonio's lost his fastball, it's, it's more sad. That, and I know you guys expected me to kind of be dancing on their grave, which I, I'm, I'm still happy. You know, I definitely danced a little bit over the last few days. But it's just, it's more sad than it is anything. It, it's just what happened to this pro, this one storied program. What has happened to them? What happened to Antonio, an all-time coach? Now he just he can't even put up any sort of offense against Wisconsin. Well, I think you heard. This is in Alabama. It's Wisconsin. Yeah, I, I think you heard me earlier in the season, and I stand by it. I really do think 
you know, win or lose the rest of the season. If they win seven games, there's a there's a possibility they could do that. There's a possibility they could even win eight. I still think, in my gut, I think this is it for D'Antonio. I think he's gonna he's gonna go out on his own terms, no matter what. They're not gonna fire him, even if they finish with three wins or whatever. Uh, you know, they're gonna have him back. And and you know, I just think he is a worn out man right now, and it's got to him. And you know, what is it, 13 years? You know, all that pressure, all the scandal stuff that's gone on. I mean, I just think the guy needs a break. I mean, it, it happened to Urban Meyer a couple times. So, I mean, do you, do you feel that way? Do you think he's going to stick around? What are your guys' thoughts? It sure feels like you're, you're on to something there because, you know, if they were still year in, year out contending in the Big Ten, getting strong recruiting classes, not having so many guys enter the transfer portal, it would feel a lot different. It just seems like everything keeps, like, stacking up that this could be the end of the run for D'Antonio. You know, who knows what's going to happen. If it is, if he is kind of feeling like this is his last season, if I'm him, I would, before that Michigan game, he, he always gets his guys up to play Michigan, so that's not a problem. But I would tell his players in that locker room before the Michigan game, hey, guys, this is going to be my last season. Don't leak it to the media, you know, whatever. Yep. Send me would out of here whooping Michigan's like ass. And that would be very scary for Michigan because, you know, if, if the players knew that this was going to be D'Antonio's last season, they're, they're putting all their eggs in that Michigan basket. They could lose every game the rest of the season, but if they went out, sent D'Antonio out with a win at the big house, I, I think it doesn't matter what they do the rest of the season. That would be it. You can tell that me and Matt are of kind of the same mindset with a lot of things because that's immediately the first thing I thought of is when Ted said that is he's going to use that as fuel against Michigan and that's going to propel them past Michigan. Why the hell not? You know, yeah. if, if that is the case, that'd be he'd be stupid not to. Yep. He's, he can try it, but I mean, this team is just what is going on with this team? Brian Lewerke, after showing flashes against Ohio State, just 53 yards passing. I mean, just think about that. 53 yards passing. And then you just look at this defense, as I've been saying for weeks, weeks, they are not elite. Not only are they not elite, they're a middle-of-the-pack defense. They're average. And it's just what he's, what has happened to this team. <laughs> it's, just, it's almost unbaffled for words. It, it is a head scratcher. I, I always look forward to the day Michigan State just completely fell apart. I just never thought it would be under D'Antonio. Yeah, you have to wonder, you know, I think I asked last week if, you know, there was always that D'Antonio magic. and. If it really is, if it's just losing his luster, maybe he's, I'm not going to say he's checked out. He's, he's definitely still committed to the program, I would assume. But, yeah, like you said, Ted, maybe he's just getting tired of it, everything. Yeah. While I, I, I don't mind when Michigan State loses, I like it when they're better because then, you know, the Big Ten looks better and then, you know, that Michigan game looks a little stronger. But, man, it does look like they're just falling apart right now. So well, I, I still feel like they're, they're not going to lose the rest of the, every game the rest of the season. They still might end up with seven or eight wins. Uh, but, yeah, I'll be curious to see what they do. Yeah, and I, I really think Mark D'Antonio is a, is a good college football coach, without a doubt. He's done a lot at Michigan State with no five-star athletes, right? He's done it with three stars, and, you know, he's done a hell of a job, I think. And he's done a hell of a job, yeah. Yeah. Well, does that mean, like, what did you think of the question that was thrown at him? I, I think it's a fair question. Well, do you think it's a fair qu- Here's my initial thought on it. it. It was a fair question at the beginning of the year when everybody knew about it, it was bandied about in the in the media. If you say it's a fair question, I guess it is, and I guess it's up to D'Antonio to answer it or just say I have no comment or whatever. Seriously. It, it, was a, it was a bad reaction, and you could see 
he was completely drained from that game. And, you know, what's he going to say? Is he going to say, yeah, I made a mistake with my coaching staff? So you say it's a fair question, but when you go to a press conference, aren't you going to ask questions that you're going to get answers to? Are you just That's trying to... answer. That's what I hate. That the old... Whenever you're in a press... Like, I imagine everyone in that press conference was looking at whoever asked that question side-eyed. Like, they're the biggest idiot in the room. Just <laughs> because they asked that. Like, what do you... Stop unbutting your shirt. It's not as serious as you think it is. Like, we're covering sports. You don't have to ask the cookie-cutter questions all the time. Ask him something that's going to create some controversy. Well, that's what it, they did. Yeah. This is, the, this is New Age journals. Okay. <laughs> that's what this is. I will say this. It, it took balls to ask that question because you knew the reaction you were going to get, right? But why Why do you think – so you think just putting a coach on the spot and knowing that he can't answer that question, that's a good uh, reporter question? I think I think the question is definitely valid. Okay. Antonio, Mark D'Antonio makes $8 million a year. He's getting paid to answer those questions. He, he shuffled his staff around. We said it earlier. He shuffled the chairs on the deck of the Titanic. That's what he did with his coaching staff. I think it was 100% a valid question. Maybe just worded a little awkwardly or maybe worded wrong. You know, you could have just said something like, it's no, it's no doubt, it's no question that the offense has been struggling. You made some moves on your staff this year. Do you still have confidence in your staff? Or, you know, word it a little differently, and he definitely could have answered it differently. He could have just said, we need to go to film and look at what's working and what's not working and make some improvements and we'll get after it on the practice field or something like that. I, I think both people, you know, it's heat of the moment right after two ass whoopings by Ohio State and then Wisconsin. Going into a bye week, he probably was ready maybe to get away from football for a day or two. <laughs> probably. And, no, so I, I, I don't think the question was wrong. I think it was worded wrong and him calling it a dumbass question, you know, whatever. It's funny. It's good to get headlines. And What do you guys think of this, Graham? Like, Go ahead, Jim. I like the way it was worded because it was a really, it was a dagger right through that. Because he could have worded it nicer. But guess what? When your quarterback throws 53 yards and you put up a zero, a bagel, you maybe those questions should have a little bit of extra spice to them because you, you need to answer them. Because when you decide to shuffle around, keep your country club buddies in there, you, you you deserve to get made fun of for it and ask the tough questions when they are just complete idiots who have no idea what they're doing. Interesting. You answer for them now. Hey, that's a that's a fair reply. You know, here's here's from Graham Couch of the Lansing State Journal. He covers oh, the Spartans. We're, we're qu- quoting Graham Couch. Well, it's kind of an interesting quote he had here. A great name. It is a good name, but he uh, he said. Uh, about the uh, question. He said, D'Antonio bit back angrily Saturday night at the question about reshuffling his staff last offseason, moving Salem to offensive coordinator and Bowman to offensive line coach, so on and so forth. was a mistake. He called it a dumbass question, not fit for the moment. It was an emotional response to an emotional question staged by the publisher of a fan website. It's a fair question, though even if, in this case, combative and theatrical in delivery. You guys... What's your, what's your guys' take on it. that? That's why it was, it was theatrical. I loved it. That's why it was good. That's what I said. This grand couch. Like, get off your high horse, dude. Just have a little bit more fun. Seriously. <laughs> Isn't it all entertainment? I mean, these post-game pressers, are you writing for entertainment after the game? Hmm. Have some entertaining questions. Yeah, you're, you're writing for entertainment. You're also looking for information. You're looking for insight on what's going on in that locker room. You're looking to ask the coaches, how do you feel right now, midseason, heading into a bye week? How do you feel about your staff? How do you feel about your quarterback, your defense? And you have a smug head coach that calls your question dumbass? I mean, why just why even have a postgame presser? Hey, you just got your you just got whooped by Wisconsin. How do you feel? Like what what kind of question are you looking for? 
if that one's that, not valid. Yeah, that journalist, and I'm gonna throw, I'm gonna give him a shout out because that's a hell of a question, Hondo Carpenter. That's a hell of a question you asked. You did your job better than everyone else did in that room, and everyone, and all the journalists, the Big J journalists, are gonna act like it was a stupid question, and Antonio's gonna say it's a dumbass question. You provided more entertainment and more talking points in a 10-second in question than everyone else in a 30-minute post-game press I, I will say this, and I mentioned that he had balls to ask it, um, and it definitely made headlines, and it definitely accomplished what he wanted. I want to ask you this one question, though. Do you think when D'Antonio looked at him, and he sees this guy there at every press conference, he's answered his questions before, do you think he really meant that's a dumbass question or you're a dumbass? I think he was more saying that he's a dumbass. That's what I thought, too. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I mean, but who's the dumbass in that situation? D'Antonio for saying that? I mean, they're both kind of. It's like yeah, they're, bo it's a, they're both because he definitely didn't answer <laughs> it. he fell for the trap. He did. He, he fell, fell for, for it. I agree with you. Well, is there anything Michigan State can do to rebound from this? I mean, they do have some easier games on the schedule a little bit farther down the line. Or, or is this thing just going to be a sinking ship? I feel like it's going one way or the other. Like, if, if D'Antonio really is going to right this ship, we, we keep having these ship references, right this ship, they might be able to, you know, maybe upset Michigan. Who knows? Maybe even the defense will step up and they'll upset Penn State. You know, who knows what kind of upsets they'll pull. Or they're going to finish 5-7. and seven. Like, I... It's either it's going one way or the other. I don't think it's going to just like even peel. Well, we shall see. We'll see what happens in East Lansing. That's a big story for sure. But yeah, before we move on to Michigan, uh, we we posted that that post game presser to our Three Point Pod Facebook page. So head over there and, and follow our Facebook page at Three Point Pod. But uh, John Strine, he's a fellow Corona Cavalier alum. He's a Michigan State alum. Just he had a couple thoughts on D'Antonio and whether he's going to lose his job. So just to see what he said. He said, as far as him losing his job, unless he walks away or is implicated in some sort of scandal, hard to see, he has earned a pretty long leash. The fact is MSU will always get three-star recruits and never get the athletes Ohio State or Michigan gets. There are a few coaches nationally that can turn mid-level talent into a playoff team. Some teams have top ten recruiting and an $8 million coach and can't seem to figure it out. Probably talking about Michigan there. Then he goes on to say, I think what has worked for MSU is to stand by winning coaches through thick and thin, I think switching coaches in a sort of three-card money move program from alumni tradition driven into the corporate structures focused on outcomes. That shift is inevitable. I know what would you give to have Lloyd Carr at U of M with a playoff appearance and a few more Big Ten titles in the last ten years. So, I mean, he's talking about, you know, in Michigan, can Lloyd Carr, thinking that he was past his prime, and then went through the Rich Rod and Brady Hoke era. So, you know, that Fair. has been Michigan State's thing, you know, tough. Like you said, Ted, three stars, four stars, grind it out, develop these kids. But it just feels like this might be the end of the run for D'Antonio. I don't know. It, it does. And as, as I said and as I've harped on, it, it's more sad than anything. And, and that just shows you that if the chase is more is more rewarding than the, the end goal. You know, the, like the, the chase for the Lions to win a Super Bowl is going to be more rewarding than when they actually do win it. Mm -hmm. So. That's kind of that, that just kind of shows you how I feel about the Michigan State program. A little them compassion. Going down, yeah, them going down is the same way I view the Lions potentially winning a Super Bowl. It's like that's my Super Bowl. So <laughs> they're putting everything on that Michigan game. Michigan better be ready for Michigan State, whether where, wherever Michigan State is. Their season is going to hinge on beating Michigan. Yep. Both of honestly, both of these seasons hinge on that game. If we're being honest. Yeah. True. No, that's true. So. What comes to mind when you hear the words Main Street Pizza? Mm -mm. Yep, 
pretty much. You might even start drooling a little. If you're craving authentic, delicious pizza loaded with toppings, Main Street Pizza invites you to choose a better slice. Baked old style in brick ovens. The dough, sauce, and cheese are made fresh right on site. So your pie is created from scratch, start to finish. Ditch the reheated prepackaged dough and take a bite of pizza perfection. Go with a traditional favorite or try a delicious Main Street specialty pizza like the chicken fajita or BLT. Pick up a take-and-bake pizza in any size, perfect for families on the go. Made fresh to order. You take it home and bake it when you want for a fresh pizza any night of the week. Try a Main Street sub loaded with meat or some delicious salad, breadsticks, chicken wings, and lasagna. Don't forget, Main Street Pizza gives you a free individual pizza on your birthday. Main Street Pizza in St. John's, Ovid, Carson City, Corona, Fowler, and St. Louis. Fresh, delicious, and dripping with toppings. Baked in an old Italy-style brick oven. Choose a better slice. Main Street Pizza. Hashtag yummy. Well, let's get into a little Michigan talk here. Uh, you know, a good spot to watch Michigan, Michigan State, or the Lions. Rivals Taphouse and Grill, that's the official sports bar of Three Point Podcast. Stop in any time, especially on football weekends. And like I said, cheer on the Spartans, the Wolverines, and the Lions. Don't forget, first of the month party, five-buck burger and chicken sandwich baskets, dollar bottled beer, awesome food and drink, Rivals Taphouse and Grill in Corona. Also, go online at SheridanAuctionService.com for info on upcoming auctions. The auction house is always packed with all kinds of great items. Stay up to date by checking their website at SheridanAuctionService.com and sign up for email notifications or call Troy Crow at 989-720-SELL for other details. Well, you know, Michigan, they jumped out to a 28 nothing lead. Things were looking pretty good down there in Champaign. And then, oops, all of a sudden, 25 unanswered. And things were getting a little dicey. Yeah, I mean, dicey is a great way to describe it. I mean, it, it looked like... I mean, the offense, the, the play calling, I don't know, was just a little interesting. I don't know whatever word you want to describe. But they were moving the ball. They were running the ball. They were scoring. But then I don't know if the defense just got tired, if they weren't prepared for that third-string quarterback coming in. You know, a little bit of a head-scratcher that they let Illinois get back into it. But then the defense made some plays. But the biggest thing to me, I mean, how, what week are we in? I feel like we've said basically the same thing every week about Michigan. I don't know what the identity of the offense is. If you're going to, you know, we were told anyway before the season it was going to be a spread, speed in space, all that kind of stuff. Okay, well, I don't, it doesn't seem like they're doing that. If you're really going to try and be like a power run team where you're going to focus on the run, they're rotating running backs in left and right. I don't understand that philosophy. Like if you're going to try and keep guys fresh, I guess. But it's really hard for a running back to get into a rhythm when they get a series or two and then they don't touch the field for two quarters. So I don't know what they're doing there. They're not using their receivers that much. Like, when, when they finally did start throwing the ball to the receivers, they moved the ball, threw a couple touchdown passes. Like, I just don't know what the identity of this offense is. And we've been saying that every week, I feel like. They don't have one. It's this whole, The whole Q, two Q thing, like, kind of started as a joke against Middle Tennessee State. We kind of thought they were just kind of screwing around with McCaffrey at the slot and throwing screen passes to him and stuff. But it's officially gone overboard. I mean, yet again, they throw a pass to Ben Mason, then he just punches a guy in the face. Yeah. I mean, get him on special teams. Not offense, not defense. He was a good fullback when we ran pro style, but we don't run that anymore. So get him out. As for the running backs, as I've said before, I'm not sold on Charbonnet. I like the way Hassan Haskins looked. He he, he looks kind of small, 
but he, he showed at least a little bit of burst and brought some life to this team. But as for the Michigan offense, again, comes down to Gaddis. The buck stops with him. We run the ball at will against this Illinois team, and then we decide that we're going to start airing it out a little bit. After we march all the way down, what did we start off the game? Ten straight runs. Yeah. And we're just moving, just doing whatever we're doing. Just dominating. Just dominating them. Just follow the Wisconsin, the Wisconsin mantra, and just keep running the ball down their throat until they stop it. And we just decided, oh, we're going to start airing. Like, it was almost like preemptive. Like, oh, they're gonna, they're eventually going to stop starting them start stopping the run, so we need to start throwing it now. It's just, uh, I just, this team, guys, this game, this week against Penn State, just get your hopes down now. You don't want Detroit Lions against Packers 2.0. Just get your hopes down now because I think things are going to get pretty ugly. Well, there's definitely that possibility, but I'm going to stay a little bit optimistic. <laughs> you know, our, our Spartan insider, Joe Janka, when he was talking about the Spartans, I think we have to almost look at that, uh, that way that Michigan has to play to be successful. The defense has to keep playing lights out. I mean, th- yeah, there were some mistakes made. Some of that was because the offense fumbled the ball two more times. But I think defensively, Michigan, if they just really concentrate and, and play good defense and get some breaks and just play, you know, relatively decent offense, I think they still could make some noise. But Certainly not seeing much on the offense right now, and you know there's been some breakdowns defensively. But I think they got the athletes that if they go into Happy Valley and it stays tight in that first half, who knows? Yeah, I, I definitely think the defense has been better than expected anyway, and I think part of that is because, like you said, they're playing some of these younger uh, athletes on defense that have more speed and you know are just overall more athletic than some of the guys that they've had the last few years on defense, and it shows. Cam McGrown, Dax Hill, and some guys like yeah. that. You know, you see the speed. And so the defense is there. You know, mistakes are going to happen, you know, whatever. But, you know, Penn State, yes, the night game at Happy Valley, whiteout, it's the complete uh-huh. recipe for oh, a blowout. Good. I mean, we saw it two years ago with yeah. Saquon Barkley running for like a billion yards on our defense. That that environment is going to be wild. So, you know, you, you put that aside. I know Penn State has been impressive. They're like blowing teams out. But against the two actual, like, decent teams that they've played this year, Pitt and Iowa, they've only outscored them 34-22. to 22. So, while, yes, Penn State is good, they're top 10, another road top 10 game for Harbaugh, I don't think Penn State is unbeatable because the, the two good teams that they've played, they have actually, it's been really close games. So, Michigan, you mentioned it, Ted, the fumbles. How many drives have, drives have they just killed by fumbling the ball away? Whether they recovered the fumble or they gave it away, right. it's a drive killer. They're just fumbling the ball like crazy. That's kind of weird to see. And, you know, clean that stuff up and try and get a little creative on offense. Like, please, try and get a little creative on offense. I, I don't know. Are you still on Patterson out or stick with him? At this point, I know, Jared, you can jump in too, but at this point, I, you got to roll with Patterson because you haven't given these backups any time. I know McCaffrey was hurt, so that's part of the problem. Everyone and their mother is against playing Joe Milton. I don't, I don't understand why. No one wants <laughs> Joe Milton to touch the field. I don't get it. Uh, McCaffrey, if he was healthy, I do feel like McCaffrey, say he didn't get hurt against Wisconsin, I do kind of feel like it might be his job at this point if he hadn't got hurt. But at this point, Patterson's your quarterback because these backups haven't gotten any time. you really going to try – McCaffrey coming off that concussion with basically no experience or Joe Milton into Happy Valley in that environment and give them their first real reps as a quarterback. you got to roll with Patterson at this point because you have all these games that you should have been blowing teams out and getting the backups reps, and you're messing around and keeping games close, so you have to keep playing Patterson. 
Yeah, you got to keep Patterson. I mean, yeah. we've discussed this time and time again. McCaffrey, there's a reason he's second string. He hasn't showed us anything when he does go in the game. Joe Milton, he's third string for a reason. But the fact that you guys are really optimistic is kind of hilarious. I mean, we were just in a – I know I use the word dogfight a lot, but that's really what it was with us against Illinois. This Illinois team did not have their starting quarterback. This Illinois team just lost it at home to Eastern Michigan a few weeks ago. And I just watched Eastern Michigan lose to Central Michigan by 70 points this past weekend, <laughs> or a couple weekends ago. So it's like, are we just overlooking? I don't know. It's just like the Rutgers game. You really can't take anything from it because that, that team they're playing is just that damn bad. Are we being optimistic or are we just, you know, being true blue fans? I'm not sure. Why can't they hold on to the ball? I mean, Ted. I don't know. Like number one player. Back in your day, they didn't fumble the ball like this. 17 fumbles this year. Yeah. They didn't fumble it. Put some stick on their hands or something. Is it the gloves? What is it? I don't know what What's it is. Obviously, it's a lack of concentration. Lack of concentration, but, yeah, I mean, like we talked about, I know you can coach coach guys up to not fumble. I know there is that preparation. But it does eventually it comes down to the players just performing, right? Yep. Harbaugh, Harbaugh's not out there fumbling the ball. So you cover the ball with two hands. I don't care. You know, you were talking. You guys were talking about the run game, and they rushed for basically 300 yards. Awesome, love it, great. That's that's amazing. But my problem is, as I'm sitting there watching this game, a game that they should have won by 30, they shouldn't have let Illinois back in. Why aren't you working on the offense that you're going to need against Penn State, against Notre Dame, against Ohio State to beat these good teams? Are you really so they rush the ball 48 times for 300 yards? Is that really how you think you're going to beat Penn State? Is that really how you think you're going to beat Michigan State even, Ohio State? Because if you're out there against Illinois not running the offense, not working on these plays that you're going to need to beat better teams, what the hell is the point? I mean, that's my thing. Why aren't you getting these backup quarterbacks some reps unless you're just going to roll with Patterson the rest of the year? You know, you're watching. If if you're going to turn this speed and space offense into rushing the ball 50 times a game, Okay, cool. You're not going to beat Ohio State and Michigan State that way. Yeah. I, I do agree. In years past, I do agree with that. Like, I wish we would throw the ball more against the lesser teams just to get more reps. But this year, if we did that against Illinois, we're losing by probably three scores. We can't throw. We can't. We can. We, all we can do is just run the ball against crap teams and then just get shut out by Wisconsin and the good teams and, and Iowa. And your, so, take, your, take is, your take is we can't throw because of the offensive game plan, right? Yes. Okay. Because these guys just aren't are you, good. You were talking about like being optimistic, and I guess that's part of my thing is I'm definitely still optimistic. I've, I've seen flashes in this offense to think that if they can just put it together, stop fumbling the ball away, this offense has a ton of talent. I mean, it, it does have talent. I don't know if it's the play calling, execution on the offensive line or what, but the flashes are there. And, you know, I can't imagine being a fan and not being optimistic. You know, like I – not having like drinking the maize and blue Kool-Aid or, or whatever you want to say. I'm watching this team and I'm seeing that there is talent. I'm thinking they, they, they might be able to put it together. I'm going to watch the game that way. Things could turn in a hurry if they win in Happy Valley with Notre Dame at home under the lights too. I mean, what what happens then to their momentum if they could somehow win both those games? Yeah, if, if they can win this Saturday in Happy Valley, man, that is, that is a confidence booster. That is like lining up 50 shots of Patron. <laughs> Whatever you want to say. Like, if they go in there and win that game, they might be setting themselves up for a decent little run. If they go in there and get their ass whooped, then, you know, who knows. What's, what, what's the line, Jared? Uh, I think it's Penn State minus nine. Nine. Which, is, I, which has to be the biggest underdog Harbaugh's been 
in quite some time in Michigan. Right. That, Maybe that, even since his first year against Ohio State, probably the biggest since then. Yeah, I mean, that tells you how hard it is to play at Penn State and in a whiteout. It's it's going to be, as you say, electric for sure. They're going to be going nuts. I'll tell you what, it's going to be so fun the next couple of Saturday nights, isn't it? Do you have some good football. All right, anything else we want to bring up about the Wolverines, fellas? Yeah, I was going to say real quick, I know I've brought up uh, this, this group chat that I have with some of my buddies. They're all Corona guys. This, this is The name of the group chat is Go Blue. Because these, oh, I thought it would be Frat Pack. <laughs> it, it is. This this thread bleeds maize and blue. But, you know, you're talking about, like, being optimistic, and we were, we were talking about it a few days ago. Because it is kind of hard sometimes to be optimistic with this team. But a couple of the guys in the thread, I won't name their names, but I'll read what they said. There's a reason to be optimistic, and, and one of the guys said, it's easy to look at things and be negative and say we suck, but it's fun to break stuff down and look at things in a positive light and try to find a path to win. There's many avenues and paths to win the next two weeks. We're talking about beating Penn State and Notre Dame. Another guy then right after that said, like we've said in the past, Michigan is a 9-10 to 10 win program historically. We have, we have to stop putting unrealistic expectations on every team. Only get 13 games a year of Michigan football. Hopefully one of these years we get 14 or 15. I'm going to choose to enjoy every game. You know, sometimes I laugh when I see these Michigan fans on Twitter or Facebook, whatever, just constantly negative, just constantly, oh, my God, here we go again. We're going to get our asses whooped by Penn State. Then we're going to go lose to Notre Dame. Oh, geez. Harbaugh's got to go. Why do we even play them? It's like that. How You get 12 or 13 Michigan games a year. You're really going to go into every Michigan game that depressed? Why do you even watch? Yeah. I'm kind of like you, Matt. I mean, I go into every game excited, pumped up, you know, despite the fact that we've talked about some of the, the flaws they have. And I am still optimistic going into every game because it is college football, for crying out loud. You never know. And I love my Wolverines. That's why they play the games, right? That's right. You, you just let's, Tell me if you find that the, the bright side of things when you watch James Franklin go for two up by three scores <laughs> and just the Penn State crowd loving it. Oh, yeah. And James Franklin just, I hate James Franklin's smug face. <laughs> the thought of him beating Michigan makes me sick to my stomach. So maybe I do yeah. need to see the front side. You know, one thing about Franklin, and, you know, I'm kind of the same way, not really a big fan. He's 3-12 and against Ohio State, Michigan State, and Michigan. And he's 1-11 on the road versus ranked opponents. The one win was last week they beat Iowa. So he has similar records as Harbaugh. He just yep. has that one Big Ten championship. It's crazy how that'll change the narrative. Yeah, it could. We just can't get one. <laughs> Go blue. Go blue. Well, that'll do it for now. Subscribe and rate us on all the big podcasting sites, including Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, and all the others. Follow and send your comments to us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find us at 3PointPod. Support our 3Point Podcast partners, Main Street Pizza, Advanced Elevator, Sheridan Realty and Auction Company, Rivals Tap House and Grill, The Corona Connection, Card Service Michiana, and Promac Engineering. And also, be sure to check out our friends on the Sportsnet Michigan radio network, including Z92.5 The Castle and Sports Radio Detroit. Also, the high school football regular season is winding down, and the Castle Game of the Week is live Friday. That's Detroit Community at St. John's, and also catch the replay right here at Three Point Pod. This has been a Three Point Podcast production in conjunction with Sportsnet Michigan and WJSZ Radio. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Three Point Podcast.
serving Shiawassee, Clinton, and Gratiot Counties. C925, the castle. WJSC, Ashley Owasso.
Bye. 